and welcome to episode number 67 of The Third Power. This is your slightly hoarse and slightly sick host, Anthony Avatolo. And as always, with me is your not-at-all-sick, except for in other ways, and giggling co-host, Usman. Hello. I'm not sick yet. Yeah, there seemed like there was something going around here, but it seems like the kind of back and forth of the weather seems to have caused a lot of sickness. Yeah, and you know, you know, of course that doesn't cause sickness, but it's just real. There's something up though, because you know, I was always one of those. Of course, being cold doesn't mean you get a cold. Mm-hmm, yeah, like, that's stupid. It probably like, does. All it probably sorts of things, but. Sums up because we had some yo-yo weather here, mm-hmm. and like pretty much as soon as the yo- it went from warm to snowstorm back to warm, and as soon as it went back to warm, I almost immediately got sick, and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm guessing it's probably some weird immune system stuff. Yeah, probably like your body know. is probably adjusting to the temperature, and like your immune system's probably comp- probably like weakened because of it, and then the diseases are are like, hey, how's it going? Doot, doot, yeah. doot, time I, to get... Uh, <laughs> people much smarter than me, I'm sure, know the actual reason, or if it's just coincidence. But as you can hear, I'm, I'm sort of uh, Barry Whited out. Ah, yes. At first I was, and then I drank some tea, and I think my voice is back to normal. Okay. I noticed that when we were talking pre-recording, I was like, uh... And I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on? I know I know I know I at first, I thought you were anyway. going to sing, like, I Ain't Nobody from, like, Young Frankenstein or whatever. Uh, on the ridge. Excuse me. Anyway, we are here today to talk, uh, speaking of uh, being sick and revolting, we are here to uh, talk about Aether, Aether, Ather Revolt, yeah. however you'd like to pronounce it. Yeah, I guess it's Aether Revolt, I think. They well, don't do the AE anymore. The, you know, right, the AE is pronounced as like short A, like like ran or bad. Ah, ather, like ath- so it'd be atherling. Correct. Wow. Yeah, the like the AE in Old English is actually like the short A sound, from my understanding. That sounds awkward, but atherling. Atherling. That opens right. up some new puns. Speaking of revolting. Yeah. That card is real good. It's a it's a pretty solid one. They're pretty easy to kill. Oh wait. Yeah, it's like uh oh, help. No, it's not, not at all. Okay, well we are here to talk about Aether Revolt, Aether Revolt, Aether Revolt, Aether Revolt, AR, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. AER, yeah. AER. Hashtag. A-er. Hashtag AER, yeah. Sometimes a lot of the abbreviations are kind of weird, but that one fit really well. Like A E R, it's like yeah, that makes sense. That's that's intuitive. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so we're gonna talk about all those. This is coming fresh off of pre-release weekend, so you know, gotten a chance to to look at some cards and play with some cards. As always, we're going to be uh, recklessly speculating. At least I am. But uh, Usman's probably, you know, probably gotten some playtime in with some of these already because he's a maniac like that. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, whereas I am a snob, unfortunately, and uh, don't play with cards usually until they're foil. Yeah. Usman has no such qualms. I, I do not care. 
is qualmless. Qualmless, I like that. Qualmless. That's it, like your new card is like uh, Usman the Qualmless. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. I hope it's at least attacks for it's two. It's just though. you're like you know in a real like uh, you know. Uh, why why can't I think of the word? Sorry. Uh, in a real like I was going to say uh, racially insensitive or a stereotypical pose of you like sitting in a lotus position meditating. Ah. Like, Usman the Qualmless. Uh, I'm like I don't care. At first of all, okay, look, there's a brown guy meditating. Uh. I thought you were going to go for, like, the Captain Morgan pose. Like, oh, no, no. <laughs> probably just don't care. It's like, all right, whatever. Oh, no, that's true, too. <laughs> that could be good also. Yeah. I assume there's going to be some... In your cat suit. There we go. Yes. <laughs> Captain, Mor- cat- Captain Morgan. Cat- I like that. I like so, this. Oh, there's more puns to be had there, too, with some mining. Yeah. <laughs> so... Anyway, uh, we will start as we start every episode with a crack a pack and, and hope it doesn't get ruined by, by something absurd. Yeah, hopefully but nothing stupid. Luckily, the, the cube is full of absurd cards, so this maybe we'll get more than one. Yeah, so I'm gonna, we're using my cube because I had it here and it's, and I shuffled it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All solid reasons to yes, use yours. Very, very solid. Alright, um, first card for Spike. Alright, for Spike. Had a good conversation about Manatai the other day. Nice, yeah, it's pretty pretty solid. Uh, second mm-hmm. card, Goblin Bushwhacker. Bushwhacker. Uh huh. Yeah. Bushwhacker. Third card, Incinerate. Alright. Fourth card, Titania, Protector of Argoth. Argoth. Mm. That's <laughs> that's a weird one. But I do like Argothian. Yeah. I like when that word comes up. Argoth. So I guess it's Argoth. Argothian. Right. Yeah. That word. Next card, Torrential Gearhulk. It's quite the nice Gearhulk. Mm-hmm. Next card, Mirror Pool. How's that card been for you, by the way? It's been solid. I have I have not entertained the thought of running that one. It's all right. Next card, Lore Seeker. Where you get to get next, get add another pack if you don't like your pack. Next card, Bloodbraid Elf. All right, starting to increase in quality here a little bit. Gearhulk, but no, no big uh, windmills yet. Yeah. Uh, next one, Grave Crawler. All right, all right. I like I like this pack so far. Yeah. Actually, some lots of decisions to possibly be made. Next one, Nissa, voice of Zendikar. Alright, alright. Next one, Restoration Angel. Ooh. Yes. Fine one. Another one, Sylvan Curiated. Alright. Next one, Whirler Rogue. How's that been so far for you? I've really liked it. It's it's quite good. It's one from Origins, right? The next uh, yeah. copter? Yeah, it was like the preview to, to Kaladesh or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very good. I'm, I'm a fan. Next one. How about the, uh, uh, the copter spy network? No. Not, not, you run that one? Not really. Not, not on that one. All right, what's card number 14? Bitter Blossom. Oh. Yes. 
And finally... It's like a didgeridoo. Uh, Recruiter of the Guard. <laughs> didgeridoo roll. Hmm. Sorry. Oh, actually does quite a good didgeridoo at this point. Hmm. Oh, sorry, what was it again? Recruiter of the Guard? Uh, re- yeah, Recruiter of the Guard, yeah. That's the uh, the Imperial Recruiter in white, right? Yeah, the, 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 the uh, conspiracy whatever. Recruiter? Yeah. All right, so we actually have a pretty, I think, mostly level pack. Yeah. From a power level standpoint. <clears throat> I like it. Okay. I like this card. There's, there's a couple cards that stand out for me. Um, when I first look at it, uh, one of them is Restoration Angel. Yeah, Resto's uh, quite good. Another one is uh, Bloodbright Elf. Yeah, uh, and another one is the other two. I would think would be for me anyway is Torrential Gear Hulk and Bitter Blossom. Yeah, there's also the like you can always just try it again with Lore Seeker if that's something you feel like doing. Correct, because you know because this pack doesn't have any super huge spiky cards. Like, maybe we just re-roll the pack, right? We just take the Lore Seeker and we get another shot at another one at one drop and see if we can spike something. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be certainly fun, too. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> I think my instincts draw me to Restoration Angel. Yeah. I I love Flash creatures. <laughs> Same? And I think this is the better of the Flash creatures, for sure. And like torrential gear hulk also real dumb. Yeah. Yeah. But I, requires more effort to to make great. Yeah, I've been very happy with Gear Hulk so far. It's uh Oh yeah. I, I like a lot of the Gear Hulks. I haven't liked the red one so much. Yeah, the red one's but, kinda like But I do like the other ones. Yeah. The other ones are all fun. Yeah. They're real good. Yeah, I think I like Resto. It doesn't commit you to a color or multiple colors. <laughs> and I guess it's for me between Resto and Lore Seeker. Like, I could always reset and try again. I think I might take Lore Seeker, actually. I think I might want to try it again. I don't tend to get take it, get Lore Seeker as much as I would want to, but. Yeah. Okay, so if you took Lore Seeker, give me. Give me oh, another a quick pack? Cards out of your, this re- I won't type them down, but give me another quick 15 cards. Okay. I'll just Let's make, see if, make it uh, quick. Nissa Vital Force, Primeval okay. Titan, Hangerback Walker, Day of Judgment, Mutavault, Angel of Invention, Spellskite, Mana Leak, Student of Warfare, Ether Geode Miner, spoiler, new set, ah. Thundermaw Hellkite, Glintleaves Siphoner, oh, Ancestral Recall, okay, Snapcaster okay, Mage. And Tezzeret the blah, Schemer. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess I'll take the Ancestral, I guess. All right, I guess Lore Seeker was the right pick. Oh, that's I a... forgot you were powered. I uh, mean, even without powered, like, I'd probably just take Snapcaster, and that's probably probably still better than Resto. Yeah, Snapcaster are also very good. Yeah. Yeah, I think even without Ancestral in there, I think Snapcaster is probably better than Resto. But then again, probably biased. <laughs> Another flash creature. Right, right, right. Stupid flash. 
Super flash creatures. I mean, in modern, I play a, fr- a friend's deck that's like oh. blue white flash with like pretty much all flash creatures, and I think it's flashing red for like lightning bolts and whatever. Yeah, so you can snap back your uh, bolts. Yeah, I was flashing like Culligan's command as well, so you can <laughs> you can chain that way. So wait, so we're blue, blue, we're black, blue, white, splashing, blue, white, splashing, red? red and black. <laughs> so like red is like a minor splash, and black is like a super minor splash, just for K, for K command and slaughtering games it. on the sideboard. Got it. I've never really had mana problems when I've been playing the deck, but yeah, it's definitely a deck. Spell color. Yeah, yeah, spell queller, uh, spell queller, snapcaster, resto. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I know we've been trying out like a couple of uh, Dragon Lord Ojitais in the deck, and it's been nice. Yeah, I think that's it. I think Geist, like Geist in the sideboard, it's been pretty solid. I asked if we wanted to do a one of a fun of Gear Hulk. He said no, it's too expensive. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh well, I do like a Gear Hulk in, in Cube though. It's been very nice. Yeah, they're very nice. All right, All right so you gave it away with your uh, with your second pack here. Let's get on to some revolting cards. Revolt? Oh, how revolting! Yeah, I'm sure we'll only make that joke about 23 more times. Probably. That that sounds like something we would do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't you know accept live forces to be around here. <laughs> yeah. Beat them around. All right. So uh, since it's since it came up in the in the Crack a pack, Intergeode, Intergeode Miner. Yeah. So, so we're doing the whole uh, reading card aloud thing like we didn't do last I time. I mean, it is pretty new, okay. so we can we can do it, I suppose. Uh, it's uh, for you get a three one for one and a white dwarf scout. Whenever it attacks, you get two energy, and then you can pay two energy and flicker it. Yeah. So you exile it and then have it come back. By the way, this was very, uh, very good in my two-headed giant deck. I had two of these in it, and it enabled all the revolt cards. Yeah. Because it was just basically attack for free every turn. If they block it with something, it's like, yeah, okay, well, I'll just flicker it, and then, oh, look, airdrop aeronauts, gain five. Hmm. Yeah. So that got to be pretty annoying. However, what this guy is is a three power attacker that basically they have to kill it in response to the trigger or just when it comes into play. Right. Otherwise, like they can't really do much about it, which is nice. Literally, just and if you have energy from other sources, you get to you know blink it preemptively also on defense if you want. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't. It's like the instant speed flicker, like resto. It's not like comes back EOT like flicker wisp. Right, and immediately comes back. Yeah, so you can't, like... Well, I guess there's pluses and minuses. Like, you you can always flicker it back for blocking. Like, say, so you can keep it on offense and defense. But you can't, like, save it from mass removal. But it's very good versus spot removal, which is nice. Right, like, you can't... They're, like, they're like Wrath of God, and you're like, well, I'll... Eh, whatever, you got it. Yeah, I have, I have energy. Yes. I, I like it. I mean... It's certainly better than Blade of the Six Pride, or <laughs> yeah, the, we, you know, we certainly, the, the same card that doesn't do the same, that doesn't have any abilities. There's one of those in the set that's a, 
has those stats and it can't be blocked by artifact creatures at common. And I'm like, you know, that's quite super, like, at first it was like Blade of the Six Pride. It was like, oh wow, oh man. Yeah, like, whoa, we have a three power, two drop in white. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, like, whoa, this is pretty unprecedented. And now it's like, eh. And now there, then there's the one that has, like, Battalion or whatever, right? That gets a trigger with an attacks. Yeah. Yeah, Battlecry. Cool. Do you think this is better than that? I don't know. I like the Battlecry guy. I've, I've had quite a bit of success with that one. Yeah, but... a quarter, a quarter Paladin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Good question. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe I like this guy better, but I haven't played the other one in a while, but I liked it when I did. Yeah, same. But, yeah, that's actually a good question. I I, I don't know if this fits attacking decks better or worse. I feel like maybe it's probably worse for attacking decks, because at least the other one's like pump your team, which is cool. Right. Right. Like, you should, if you're an attacking deck, you probably have other attackers besides it. Yeah. So maybe it's better as a lone attacker, but not as good as part of a team? Yeah. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. I do like that, yeah, once it attacks, then it's like, oh, I can flicker it. I'm going to steal it. Nope. Boing. Right. Train just keeps rolling. Yeah. So that's cool. <clears throat> Certainly. Yeah. Try to look at what else there is in white. I'm just kind of scrolling along. I, I'm very amused by Caught in the Brights. Yeah, you I was just looking at that, it. too, yeah. I'm really amused that it's, like... It just gets <laughs> flattened. It just doesn't get the kill. It gets exiled. It's a vehicle attack that gets exiled. It just, it, <laughs> it just, Even if it's a copter or a boat, it just gets exiled. Oh, yeah, it just gets over. flat. It's just it's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's like I every time I look at this card I just think of like uh the Roadrunner, like uh, Wiley Coyote, like Oh yeah. Imagine like the truck like <laughs> Yeah. It's inevitably like Wiley Coyote gets run over. Yeah, oh poor Wiley Coyote. And he doesn't deserve it. There's a uh, the Roadrunner. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the one time I actually saw a Roadrunner? What? I had no idea they were like three inches, four inches tall. Oh, well, that's disappointing. It was like this tiny little one. I saw it running across. I was up in the desert in Arizona, and I saw this thing running across the road, and I went, I had images, like flashbacks to, like, you know, cartoons. I'm like, holy crap, that was a roadrunner. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was tiny. It was like, you know, maybe the size of my hand or whatever. Huh. It was more like six inches tall. Wow. Yeah, it was not, it was not large, huh. and it had to be a roadrunner. I'm like, yeah, that's that looked exactly like like the the silhouette as I saw it run across the road was exactly the same thing. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's pretty wild. wild. And of course, you know, so of course I honked my horn twice. Mm. I went meet meet meet. <laughs> nice. I love it. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> All right, uh, exquisite archangel. Uh, which is that one? Let's let's scroll and that's find the, that. One. Five white white five five flyer. If you would lose the game, oh. instead exile Archangel, and your life total becomes equal to your starting life total. Eh. It's too expensive for me. Yeah. Not doing enough. Artwork's pretty sweet though. Yeah, it's it's definitely cool design. How about the Felidar Guardian? Eh. You can ye uh, prophesy standard doom. I was about to say like you can do some. Cool combo, I guess, but it's kind of garbage otherwise. So, like, flickering your permanents are fine. And notice it's permanent, so you can reset your planeswalkers. Yeah. 
And I mean, it's, it's immediate it's, flicker. It, it's an immediate flicker, so you get to use it again right away. Like so, you can minus your planeswalker. Minus your Sahili. I mean, uh... <laughs> right. I mean, that's that. That always, of course, is a thing. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, I don't feel like this really does enough, though. Like, could you also if... flicker your Kiki Jiki? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Uh... That sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> yeah. Flicker your Kiki Jiki. That certainly does. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> like I, you know, I, I guess if you're uh, if you're looking for some combo enablers and like getting to blank your things, like uh, so, what if you have Felidar Guardian and Restoration Angel and some way to gain light, like a Soul Warden, it's just infinite life, right? Yeah, or I guess isn't there? It feels like there's like Outpost Siege, the one that's like whenever something leaves play, they take one. Huh. I feel like that's one of the modes, the one that you that's like the less loot used mode. Correct. I'm pretty sure that's the that's outpost siege, right? Yes. Okay. I, I don't remember if it's the red one. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, dies or leaves play. I think it's leaves play. I'm pretty but. sure it's leaves play, but let's do the Google mobile. Dun, 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 dun. Usually it's just I want a free card every turn. Uh, leaves battlefield. Yep. Okay, so that's a it's been a combo. Yeah. Woo. You can uh. I mean, I don't know. There, I mean, there, there's probably more of them. I mean, and, and like flickering your wall of omens or flickering, you know, there's there's a bunch of things that, you know, getting another come into play ability. Yeah. So combo, you know. I'm just rumbling through my cube just to see if there's anything. It feels like it is four mana, though, and... Yeah, four mana white, obviously, is a huge issue. Yeah. And, like, the other cards that do that, like Flicker Wisp and Resto do that kind of thing a lot better anyway, unfortunately. But, like, I don't know. I'm... I'm not really feeling it. It, it just feels a little too cute. Or niche Yeah, I'm not really seeing Which a whole lot of other Leaves play things from, from what I'm seeing when I'm... Then again, I'm just kind of shuffling through my cube, seeing seeing if there's anything, and there's, like... Here's here's Gideon. It's like you don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, you could flicker your thag thrag tusk. Yeah, that's always uh, that's always kind of broken. Right. Also, dirty sounding. Yeah. Go thrag tusk. I don't know. I, I just think. I mean, I think it's a fine card if it weren't like four mana. Yeah, and it's and it's standalone and it's stats are competition issue. And it's standalone stats are pretty weak sauce. So it's got to really get there on, on its uh, combo potential. Whereas like a Resto Angel, for example, can just be like EOT. yeah, yeah, it still just fights or whatever really well. Yeah, and Flicker Wisp can just punch someone in the face for three a bunch of times. So, I think it's worth considering if you're you know either pulling from a smaller pool of cards or if you're uh, Frontier Cube. Oh, there or, we go. Uh, you know, doing. Uh, I, I don't know how good this card is in in, in lower rarity cubes because I think you miss out on a lot of the combo potential because I think a lot of the combo stuff is probably at the higher rarities. Yeah, yeah, Kiki Jiki's rare, uh, Resto Splinter Twin, those are all rare, unfortunately. Yeah, Outpost Siege. Rare. Yeah. I was going through my cube and there was Pia Nalar and Pia and Kieran Nalar like two cards away from each other. <laughs> nice. 
So close, but yet so far. Yep. It's flavorful. All right. Well, what about uh, SRAM, Senior Edificer? Uh, well, did you hear Zach Elzik is making the, uh, like, a pure steel version, a combo deck with this? Mm-mm. Yeah, so he's making... Somebody just texted me about this, like, actually while we were recording. <laughs> he said... Uh, yeah, because Pierce their Paladin has already gone up a bunch when this card was spoiled. Yeah, he said, uh, Zach Elzik, the player behind Lantern Control, started working on Pure Steel Paladin combo. Right, because you have all these, like, free equipments or whatever, too. Yeah. Bonesaw. Yeah, Bonesaw and whatever shield. Yeah. Cathar Shield, I think. Yep. And then a Quarter Shield, which is, like, the same thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna be any good, but he'll he'll make a he'll brew it. <laughs> he'll find a way to make it good, assuming it's good. But yeah, I, I for cube I don't know. This really doesn't really have enough targets, really. Unfortunately, it's a, yeah. I think the fact that auras have gone have gone the way of the dodo for the most part, yeah, because of how good removal is now, is a, is a huge kink in the in the, in the works for this one. Also, mass removal kind of makes pump kind of really awkward. It's like, oh, I. I'll pump... Wait. <laughs> I'm surprised there hasn't been, like, a pump spell, like, a good pump spell that either makes... Never mind. I was going to say a good pump spell that either pumps or makes a dude, and I was like, oh, right, Celestia Charm. Whoops. Uh-huh. That was an RTR, but it's white-green, right. so good luck getting also, that. Also, it's white-green. Yeah, so good so luck hope. getting that in cube. But, like, Saran is just, like, this value card, you know, it just depends on how many, you know, of these things you'd like to cast. I'm trying to think of how many you'd need to, like, realistically play this in a cube deck, though. Like, Okay, well, first of all, he's, like, non-embarrassing. I mean, he's a grizzly bear or whatever. Yeah. There's plenty of grizzly bears to do things. fine. So, like, how many, right, so how many equipment cards, how many things like that do you need? Yeah. Like, I mean, remember, if you have things like uh, uh, face fetters, you know, that's that's fine. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's auras and not enchantments. Yeah, so no, uh, no journeys to nowhere. Right, exactly. No, uh, no oblivion rings. Yeah, et cetera. No quarantine field. Yeah, there's not really. Well, much. like equipment. I mean, you wind up with a, you know, if you wind up with two or three equipment, you know, one or two vehicles, like is four cards enough? Like probably not. Yeah, and then past that, you're really diluting your deck. It seems like, because that's the that's so. the unfortunate thing with these cards that trigger off non-creatures is that. Say you have, like, five targets for this, like, okay, what what's the rest of your deck? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just going to be really awkward. Because you probably won't want to do it in an aggressive deck, because, like, your non-creature slots are just going to be way too tight then. It's like, you really need to... I guess you probably need, like, a lot of double-duty ones, like, you know, like, Batter Skull or something, which is a creature, or, like, Fleet Wheel Cruiser, or, like, uh, whatever, Sky, sky Ship... Whatever, the Sky Captain, the six five flying thing that I can't remember the name of. Yep, yep. Whatever, Sky Skyship Inferno Titan. <laughs> but yeah, like there's, I think I, you probably just really need to have a lot of those kinds of cards in the deck, and even then, I'm not sure if the payoff is really that even that good. Like you draw a card, it's like okay, you draw a card. You're not, like, doing something super, super crazy. You're just, like, I draw a card, which is fine. 
It's not bad. But I don't know if it's really enough payoff for this kind of thing. So I don't know. I really do like the expertise, though. The expertise is really solid. Okay, and that's the four mana, two white, white. Get three one ones, and then cast a card three or less from your hand for free. Yeah. Yeah, I really like this card. Um, actually, somebody... There's somebody who had a green-white deck, and it seemed like a lot of times he didn't really have many things to cast from it. And it seems like a lot of the expertises are, for the most part, one mana over retail. I think that's pretty safe to say. Right, for the, for the base effect, you mean. Yeah, yeah, for like... Because like the pretty obvious analog for this is like Horribling Outburst. Sure. And like for one more mana... Right, but for one more mana, you get to cast a three or less from your hand. Yeah, which is nice. Which is going to be ostensibly at least one mana. Yeah. Yeah, unless it's like a mox, I guess, or something. Or for casting a mox off this, this is that's kind of right. Right. Why are we casting? Why are we casting a mox afterwards and not beforehand? Yeah. That would be very strange. It's like, ha. Right. Gotcha. Maybe it's for counterbait or something. It's like, oh, <laughs> here's a mox. I don't know. That probably has no basis in reality, but I. Nope. I do like this card, though. I It does a lot. I think I don't know if I'd play it in non-aggressive decks. It gives you a lot of dudes on the ground to just stall with, which is something I tend to like with cards like Cloud Goat sometimes. It's just like, here's a bunch of dudes. Deal with them. Fill up the works. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do like this, though. Like, I think a lot of the expertise is kind of hard to... to did you end up seeing them much during the period? I did not see a single expertise played hmm. the entire weekend. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely hard to, like, for lack of better terms, grok. Like, the... Because, like, a lot of times you can, like, figure, you know, it's like, well, I can do this and cast a three-mana Planeswalker, but, you know, most that's not really going to happen. Like, it can, but even if you're just getting a mana rock or something in a non-aggressive deck, or here's a... Thalia, and then I'm gonna get red. I mean, it gives you a little bit of, and it gives you a little bit of like uh, uh, an opportunity to kind of go back and, and cast drops you may have missed. So if you have like two, three drops, you can you know choose the better one on three, and then you can you know go back and recast this one on four while still using all your mana and being efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I uh, I certainly think they're worth trying. Yeah, I've liked... Maybe most of them. I'm not a big fan of, of of one or two of them, but I think this one certainly is. Yeah. And especially if you play lots of, like, uh, Glorious Anthem type effects. Yeah. Where it's just like, your guys are all bigger. Yep. This is certainly uh, a good place to be. My dudes are huge. Right, like, you know, obviously the the uh, constructed, the, you know, the, the Kaladesh combo is, you know... These three, and then the the Servo Lord at three. Oh, which may, yeah. Which may, you know, have four mana and make another Servo. Master Trinketeer. Yeah, that sounds right. So, so that way you get a three-two and three-two-twos. Yeah. For four mana. And it's like, deal with it, or or die. Right, and they're like Pyroclasm, and you're like, rah, rah. Yeah, I was about to say, or, or whatever, Yahani's expertise, I guess. Yeah. Uh, radiant flames. Yeah, and say, oh, <laughs> that would be weird if they so, were like to respond. Uh, yeah, and his expertise. It's like right. lob servo or just like another haymaker kind of thing. All right, real quick, what about uh, just to mention it? Solemn recruit. 
That's the one white white two two double striker. Oh yeah, it's a counter at the end of turn if you, if you lost a permanent or if a permanent flickered. So I do think revolt is definitely interesting for like I think it's interesting for aggressive decks because you're going to be attritioning permanents. Yeah, like you're going to be attacking into things, and if they don't want to die, they have to be killing things or blocking things or bouncing things or you know doing something. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely gives some interesting stuff for that. Yeah, because your dudes are essentially there to do damage, and then if they die, they die. Right. Not like an ether like, where it's like, oh, I can't, like, don't die. Even Drago. Yeah. If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. I definitely like cards like uh, Terramorphic for that role. I'm kind of surprised they're... Yeah, I mean, fetch lands and all that kind of stuff, obviously, is the, the huge thing for this, which is the, the fatal push in modern argument. It's just like, yep, pretty much kills the whole format. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I do like this, though. I don't know if I like it more than, you know, the the pretty obvious analog of, of Mirren Crusader, which is like double strike, but pro Double green. protection is, 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 is huge. Yeah. Yeah, essentially it has a sword. A sword of... Right, it's a it's a germ token carrying a sword. Right, sword of feast and famine. Right, green and black. Yeah, green and black. Yeah, yeah, sword of feast. It's a germ holding a feast and famine. Yeah, and a and a fire shrieker. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a pretty big germ. Sure is, it's like the one that caught me, which is why I sound the way that I do. Uh oh. So I actually got sick last week, and then I was better on Saturday. And then it came back and got me again, so I definitely got double struck. Oh, wow, that's a mm-hmm. lot of a uh, that's a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Wow, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Hooray, plague. So yeah, like I kind of like this guy, but again, I think there's a little too much competition at three. Yeah. But I certainly think it's reasonable. Yeah. I, I would I, if I saw this in somebody's cube, I wouldn't be like, this card sucks. Like, I get it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's not embarrassing. I, I don't know if I'm gonna play it, but I kind of like it. Yeah. It's... What about Thopter Arrest? Uh, no. <laughs> is this like a bad arrest? Oh, I guess you can exile a creature, like an artifact. Well, you can exile artifact or creature. Yeah. If it's three mana, which is awkward. I mean, it's, you know, it's obviously a much... It's a toned-down Oblivion Ring. Yeah. I was going to say, like, or yeah, like a Banishing Light or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But instead of just, you know... uh. So, you know, it's, it's a little better than Journey to Nowhere, or whatever, the, not Journey to Nowhere. Uh... Is that what it's called, Journey to Nowhere, the two-mana one that only gets creatures? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was thinking, what's the name of the one that flickers your guy and he comes back with a plus-one, plus-one counter? Oh, that's Otherworldly Journey. Otherworldly Journey. See, I knew Journey. I knew Journey was in the name somewhere. I say some Journey song, but I, I don't care. I, I was about to. My voice is wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Your voice is wrecked. I don't I care. Immediately thought, I immediately thought of it, and I'm just like, no, I'm not going to. Yeah. It's way too high for me to be singing Journey. Oh, jeez, yeah. So, I mean, interesting. Yeah. But uh, if you play an artifact theme cube, I think this is certainly something you could play. I don't think I would I like there either, honestly. Like, it's just. Oh, I would, for sure. It's all the important things. Creatures or artifacts. Yeah. There's a ton more targets. I still don't think it really does enough. Like, it just seems like it's... Even if you have more artifacts in there, it just still seems like it just doesn't really do enough, per se. 
But certainly at least it's uh, better there. Yes. And like again, uh if you're if you're uh you, you know, shorter stacked on your permanents uh on the, your card pool, I think this is certainly an option. Yeah. It was unf- um, I, I'm kind of surprised like it feels like they wanted to keep Oblivion Ring in the format just in case there was something like as a kind of evergreen answer versus Planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, never mind. It's a... Uh... Right, here's a bunch of them that don't target Planeswalkers. Yeah, it's like, oh, right, let's, uh... Nope. Which is weird. I don't I don't get it, but whatever. So there's a part of me that really wants to be able to instantly cast a Cotton the Brights <laughs> against, like, a Gideon. Oh, yeah. Like, somehow make them... Somehow get them to activate their Gideon so you can run it over. <laughs> I don't know. Very amused by that whole thing. Yeah, poor Gideon. He dead. <laughs> All right. Well, what about blue? Um, Baral. First one that comes to mind for me is Baral. Yeah. Which kind of sounds like a Mortal Kombat kind of character. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Baral versus Johnny Cage. <laughs> Fight. I was thinking through, it's like, does Tassiger sound like a Mortal Kombat character? I don't know if that does. Too many colors. Yeah. yeah. Baral does that. Baral like definitely Baraka. does. Because it sounds like Baraka. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why I was thinking that. Baraka is the guy who does, like, the little kid scratch. You know, like the little kid fight where you just put your hands out in front of you and just wave them around. Mm-hmm. That was, like, his big move. Wow. He made his little plates come out of his arm, and he just, like, waved them in front of his face. <laughs> I was looking at Palooka, and I was like, that's way too many syllables. Yeah, oh, God, no. That that will not work. Baral. Mm-hmm. Chief of Compliance is a is a is a nice title though. Oh yeah. So he's a one three for one in the blue, uh, legendary human wizard. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one last to cast. That is a huge line. And then the secondary line, whenever a spell or ability you control counters a spell, you may draw a card. If you do, discard card. Mm-hmm. I like this card. I like this card too. It, it seems like unlike the good cards I opened previously, so I opened the foil one of these. Oh, nice! It hat. seems like unlike uh, Saram, like this does what most cube decks are natural blue cube decks. Cast spells. Yeah, they just right. cast spells. Like okay, and the the body stats are actually pretty okay. Like it's, I think I'd rather have this be a one three than a two two for blue decks. Yes, because you want to be able to block two ones or two twos. Yeah, and then like it's loot ability again. Like blue decks aren't really starving for counter spells unless you're like me or something and just play all the tempo, <laughs> play all the tempo stuff. It's like okay, yeah. I guess I'll play the, the this. cost reduction thing is huge for me. Yeah, the cost reduction I think is very good. Like it lets you hold up one, especially for like the. The one and a blue soft counters like remand and memory lapse and whatever. Yep. And it's like okay, now they're four spikes or mana leak. Yeah. By the way, remand is hysterical because it's not only is it put it back in your hand, draw a card, but then also draw a card, discard a card. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty gross. We're all in remand or best buds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let's say all like Mystic Confluence is also not bad, but. Mystic Confluence is pretty stupid, no matter what. Correct. You can just put, like... You know what's even better? When it only costs four. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, here we go. Yeah. 
I'm I'm down with Baral. Yeah, Baral, I, I'm very very excited about that card. Is quite quite good. I uh, his expertise. <laughs> I, I was a little lukewarm on it, and then it eventually warmed up. I don't know why. I kind of just wish it was instant. Oh, instant would be Obviously. absurd. There's that would be unprintable at uh, instant. But you know, I, I don't I don't know how to. Oh, the, so the pack I opened for the foil Baral in. The regular rare was his expertise. <laughs> that was the pack was Baral's expertise, Baral, well, Baral. What? That's, yeah, I guess that that's was, flavorful. That was in the, yeah, that was the pack. I was like, this is really funny. Wow. Yeah, that's, huh. Wow. So there's a part of me that would be very amused by casting the spell of bouncing your own creatures and then wrapping. Yeah, and that's something you, I do like that because it bounces three dudes, that you can do stuff like that, and it's not, like, costing you a card. Like, if you into the Royal your own Stoneforge Mystic, like, you're essentially trading the card. You know, you're one for, I guess you're one for wanting, or one for two, I don't know. I don't know the, <laughs> the numbers exactly. <laughs> math is hard. I was about to say, if you boomerang it, there we go, so I can eliminate the math. If you boomerang right. your own Stoneforge Mystic, you don't have to... Use that one. You're essentially using your boomerang just for that, two for one. But with stuff like this, you can play with that kind of thing where you can just tack on extra value. In theory, you can do that with Mystic Confluence, but I never did because you can just straight up draw a card. And it's like, do I want to bounce my Stoneforge Mystic or draw a card? I'll just draw a card. The same reason why I don't think I've ever cast Mystic Confluence just as just to draw three, because most of the time there's just something to do. But I do like this, like, I do like, if it didn't bounce artifacts, I wouldn't like it as much, but I do like it that it gives you play versus the non-aggressive decks that are playing mana rocks. Mm -hmm. Because, like, otherwise it's just, like, bounce, you know, if their only creatures are, like, you know, an Inferno Titan and a Worm Coil Engine, like, they may not even have creatures to bounce. So, like, at least this lets you tempo their play. And I think, like, this is probably... I don't know what the, effectively what the retail cost on this would be, realistically. Mm. Like, maybe it's three, four, I guess. The bounce three guys. Yeah, like bounce three guys and or artifacts or whatever. But, yeah. I do like the, the, the four is interesting because it lets you hit a bunch of things you, you want to do to stabilize in those kind of decks, like planeswalkers that make dudes. Or, or Jace. Right, like take the pressure. Right, take your pressure off the field. Play a Jace and basically preemptively protect it or whatever. Yeah, or you could. I've heard people say like you can bounce your own team and then wrath, but I don't know if that's right, realistically. That's what I said earlier. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen a lot of times. That's a nice thing too. Well, yeah, but even if it's just like bouncing your wall of omens, wrath. Yeah, I was actually just going to say bounce your wall of omens. Nice. <laughs> You know, something like that might might be reasonable. Yeah. Bounce, you know, bounce your wall of omens, bounce their, you know, bone splitter, and wrath. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool, too. I think this is probably, so, though, I think, I feel like this is maybe the worst of the expertises. You know, like, in before retrospect mm. or whatever, but I think this yeah, is... I, I, I think I like one less than this. Yeah. The green one? Uh, or the red one. Oh, the red one's great. But we, we can get to that when we... 
<laughs> Don't die on me. We need to get through the episode. <laughs> I can't do this alone. <laughs> Welcome to Third Power with me and Anthony Avatolo's corpse. <laughs> right. It's like, how are you doing today? It's like, did you see like the flies buzzing around? <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's. Right. I wonder if people still get that reference, like Weekend at Bernie's. No, they absolutely do not. I tried to mention Weekend at Bernie's at one point in time in like uh, around a bunch of people, and like literally the one like other you know old person got it and laughed, and everyone else was like, "What are you talking about?" What? Like, oh god! What? That's yeah. not boo. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Kids these days not keeping up with their eighties references. Right. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> what more fun could you have with a corpse? Uh. Shut up. Next card. <laughs> Next card. <laughs> Is there much else in blue? Oh, there's the uh, disallow. Uh, okay, so we had disallow before, right? And it was called Void Slime. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, like, and, uh, as uh, soon as it got spoiled, I put it in, you know, I, I put it in to try out. And I pretty uh, aggressively asked for feedback. I'm like, was this ever, like, a stifle or anything? Or... Was it always just cancel? And pretty much after every draft, the answer was, it was cancel. Right. It was like, the option's nice if that ever came up, but it never did. I was like, yeah. But, by the way, the version of this card in Espanol is Vito. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, I kind of like it for my uh, Safari EDH deck. Oh, nice. No, nobody Cause, has... Because I always have retard, uh, and then... Get veto power also. Veto power. I like that. That's cool. So yeah, veto. That's cool. I like that. Not like veto Corleone. Yeah, I was about to say but like not, not like Don Corleone or whatever. Right. Exactly. It's not. Uh, it's not the Italian guy. It's the actual like legislative power. You know. Yeah, I'm surprised. Executive, but that's cool. Executive power, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, blue, blue, blue. Supervise is kind of unfortunate. Like. Blue, 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 yeah. Um, I, I mean, I like Metallic Rebuke, but I don't like it in Cube. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, a lot. I like of the- it in some. You know, I can, I can imagine scenarios where it's good. Like if you're playing with things with like lots of clue tokens and stuff like that. Like where you just have like these artifacts that don't matter if they're laying around, if they're tapped or not. Yeah. Things like clue tokens. Things like pants. Uh, equipment. Yeah, vehicles. Vehicle, well, vehicles need kind to matter of. whether they're tapped or not. But like equipment doesn't. Yeah, like, equipment just doesn't care. Equipment tapped. So, so I kind of like it a little bit. I just, uh, yeah. I just, you know, I I feel like there's a home for it somewhere. I just don't know where that home is. Yeah, probably uh, not cube, unfortunately. So, but I do like that card. Yeah, there's yet another printing him to gate. Yes, uh, one of my sealed pools had four negates. <laughs> I was like, right. Lovely. Wow. Granted, this was the same sealed pool that had uh, three of the three, four vehicles, that one that attacks you, you get to untap one of your guys. Huh. And then three of the uh, red-white uh, vehicle guy that says whenever he becomes tapped, something can't block. Hmm, okay. There, there were lots of shenanigans to be had there. That's weird. It would be like, uh, you know, attack with, you know, crew my vehicle, attack with these two, your guy can't block, untap my 
pilot guy recrew my thing. <laughs> that guy can't block either. Wow. I like There's that. There's shenanigans going on, but... And you can negate. <laughs> oh, wait. Right. Negate it. Oh, wait. No, you could, uh, you could veto it. Oh, yeah. And counter the trigger. Nice. Or the activated ability. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's not a whole lot else here. There's Trophy um, Mage and the, uh, Were of Invention. Were. I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of eh on both, honestly. Yeah. I, I can, I can, I, I can leave Trophy Mage. Like, I don't run Treasure Mage. I don't, you know, I don't run Trinket Mage anymore. Yeah. I like I Trinket think. Mage, but. I like Trinket Mage more than I like the other ones. Yeah. Tr- like Trophy, whatever I don't, I don't, the. I don't think I run Trinket Mage anymore. Maybe I do, but I don't think I do. Tre- like, whatever Treasure Mage is the same. Like, there's just so few targets for it. But, like, this. I, I At can, least Trophy can go search up equipment, right? Yeah. Like, you can get, like, uh, swords and, like, shackle. The, the things that it can get are very good, you know, if you can get them. I'm actually, I can look through my cubes. So I see how many targets. The fact that it only gets exactly three is kind of awkward. It's like, oh, not like right. two or three. Two or three right. would be pretty absurd. Three or less. Yeah. No, so you can get all five swords. You can get grafted war gear. Yeah. You can get oblivion stone. You can get, uh, hmm, I'm trying to think of three mana artifact creatures. Some of the conspiracy guys, if you're actually playing them. Yeah, like the uh, looter, the looter guy. Right, 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 right. Uh, trying to think of what other artifact threes I know off the top of my head. Ooh, you can go get uh, Crucible, first strike artifact guy with Frexian mana, right? Isn't he like yeah, yeah, two Frexian mana? Yeah, you can go get that guy. You can get Crucible worlds. Uh, you can get Crucible, yeah. Um, yeah, you get Porcelain Legionnaire. Yeah, Porcelain Legionnaire. That's yeah, right. yeah, Deal Broker, the Looter guy. In case, uh, I've actually done that before. I've actually played him as a as a leader, and he wasn't bad. Thank. He's a two three or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, like blocks fine. Yeah, he's not. He's not embarrassing on that mode. Cultivators caravan. That's another one. Yeah, caravan. I sure. feel like that's going to be a thing in standard, but. I like cultivators caravan. Yeah, hit hit somebody with a shopping cart. Ah. <laughs> somebody did that to me. To me, played against me. Hit and you then, with a shopping cart. Oh. No, well, they hit me with a port, whatever cultivators caravan, and, and my friend who, uh, you know, sent me sent me a picture of of you know those pushing emotes. Uh huh. Sent me that with like a shopping cart. Nice. And he's like, he's <laughs> like, you're gonna be with a shopping cart. It's like, dang it, Francis. Get right. hit with one sh- of those like homeless person shopping carts that have like a big giant pile of stuff on it. Yeah. Oh, tangle wire. That's another one. Ooh. That's a, and a co-relic. I don't know how much you really want a co-relic when yeah. you're on turn three, but, you know. And coalition relics, nice. Yeah, it's a free country. Yeah, there's a renegade freighter, which I'm currently running. It's it's fine. It's not bad. I mean, so there's some. Yeah. But, eh. Gore gear Maybe. is another one. I feel like, yeah, I've mentioned that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is a try to play it and get some more info on it card. Yeah. I think this to evaluate how much it is, but you know, I imagine this winds up getting cut from quite a few decks. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I didn't see any three drops. Yeah. Because it's not like, oh hey, here's a skull clamp. It, it feels like the power level of the good ones is a lot higher than the power level of the good threes. Mm-hmm. It's like here's a skull clamp, here's a shackles. 
Well, I guess Shackles is probably the big Shackles thing. is a real nice thing uh, in the blue deck. Yeah, I was going to say Shackles is probably the best one. But, like, it gets kind of, like, swords are fine. But, like, chaining yep. your three into your three is also <laughs> kind of weird. So I guess it just depends on how often three your three-drop artifacts are drafted in your decks. Yeah. Like, how, how available they are. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's almost entirely based on that. So I just obviously this is much better in a format where you can choose what you get in your deck. Yeah, but so I just went through how many targets do you think are in my cube? Uh, fourteen. Wow, fourteen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that probability is kind of low. Like out of four hundred sixty-five cards, getting yeah, fourteen—that's that's pretty low. That's what I'm saying. But you can always, uh, trophy mage, be like, hey, <laughs> shopping cart, I'll too. Right, right, right. Can't do that. Yeah. Drink it, mage. Your face. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's. I, I think we can safely leave it behind at this point. In the court of calling, like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, you're essentially casting it for retail every time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like, your mana rocks have for mana anyway. Right. Unless you're like tap, unless you're like tap my batter skull. Woo. That could work. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of shrugged. Not not super impressed. Yeah. All right, black cards. Black cards. All right, time to fire up the old card image gallery again. So like, one card comes to mind right away, obviously, which is fatal push. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's this doesn't require that much discussion. Yeah, I think it's all right. Like, I don't know if it's like absurd or anything. Like, it's going to be in modern. No, it's not like a, no, it's not absurd, but it's like it's in modern. But I think like killing a you know, if giving a creature minus two minus two is good, this is likely also good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much the same space as cards like that, like uh, fatal po- or uh, disfigure or whatever. But with you know a little bit of further reach on that because you can get four or lesses. Yeah, you get some upside. Granted, you're not killing a Mulder after, but whatever. Well, <laughs> true. You can kill Manlands, which is nice, which you can't do Correct. with Correct. Yeah. Correct, which is one thing I really like about this card. Yeah. Because if you get to kill their, you know, their big, giant, dumb Manland idiot. I was about to kill their, kill their colonnade. Tell them to... Their tell them to colonnades and their uh, Raging Ravines. Yeah. A raging Ravine. That's, that's, a, that's a big one. So... You can also get bigger. I do like that. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, what about Glint Sleeve Siphoner? Uh, so I tried it. You know, it was in that. It was in the Cracker Pack. Mm-hmm. I think impressions were that it was okay. It feels like there's so, a lot of these cards, and people are like, these cards always suck. But typically, the in standard, like they always suck in standard. But like, it seems like a lot of the times, the format isn't really friendly to these kind of decks. Like Blood, like Bloodsoak Champion is an absurdly push card. But they're really, like, why would you just play a base black deck when you can play, like, all the colors? Right. And, like, unfortunately, people are just like, oh, they, that means these cards are bad. No, these cards aren't bad. The, the format's just not really nice to them. Right. So I think that's the thing with this thing. It's It does require getting in there for several times, which is awkward, because it triggers when it comes to play and attacks, like like a Titan. Right, so you have to attack once. Yeah. In order to trigger it the next turn. And it does have menace. 
Yeah. Which helps it get in there. I think it might be a little too slow, but... Yeah, I think it's a little slow also, but I do think it, there might be some... Like I said, uh, there's a lot of these that are kind of come there. I've noticed more of these cards that are kind of coming in as, well, it's like this, but not quite as good, right? So the obvious parallel to this is something like Dark Confidant, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Obviously, Dark Confidant is absurd. Uh, so this is like, hey, we kind of fixed Dark Confidant a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, whatever. There's been a few of these, like the Vampire one. Yeah, and, like, Gifted, uh, Gifted Aetherborn. Also, <laughs> just like, let's make it a little different. Right, here's Vampire Nighthawk, but now it's Vampire Nightwalk. Nightwalk. I think that's probably three. the best nickname I've heard, like, Ground, Ground, whatever. I've heard something like that, like, no. Sounds like Ground Meat or something. <laughs> don't, so, don't ground up the Vampire. And I don't think I like Gifted Aetherborn that much either. I think it's alright. Like, it le it's, I guess, a decent defensive creature, I guess. I sure. Yeah. Makes me think of Thrill Kill Assassin, but it can at least block. Mm -hmm. But because that thing, I assume you're never cast, I don't think I ever cast a thing for two without unleashing it. <laughs> it's like, I can't block now. Right. Yeah, don't care. Here we go. Yeah. I think that I part's fine. So I think both of these are. I, I, I can I can find myself either playing or passing on both of these. Yeah. I think I'm probably more likely to play Etherborn than the Siphoner. Yeah. But I think I'm fine with just moving along. Yeah. On both. I was kind of lukewarm on Siphoner. Like somebody played it, got in there for a little bit, and then it died. I was like, all right, that that seems okay. Yeah. There's the. Uh, yeah, there's not much else in black. Like, I search through, and then it gets the so, wise. As it turns out, Perilous Predicament is pretty good in Two-Headed Giant. What is that? Oh. oh. So, five mana instant. Each opponent sacrifices an artifact creature and a non-artifact creature. Wow. And the artwork is really sweet. Because it's like a non-artifact creature trapped under something... An artifact creature trying to get him out, and a giant steamroller coming to kill them both. Mm -hmm, and yeah. the, uh, the flavor text is "comrades in life, comrades in death." Yeah, that like that's it's a cool card. Mm -hmm. Also, really good at two HG. Yeah, wow, that uh, and two HG that seems absurd. Yeah, it's just like four permanents on your team. Mm -hmm. Your team gets demolished, and the art. That art is real nice. Yeah, artwork's great, flavor's great, card's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. not really for Cube, but that's okay. No, 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 but that's okay, right? Yeah. Sometimes good magic cards are good magic cards. I also am very amused by the artwork on Renegade's Getaway. Yeah. Yeah, that art is really cool. Because for me, it's like, yeah, so the Renegade is obviously the person behind it, but there's a real part of me that's very amused by thinking that the little servo guy is the renegade and he's getting away. Yeah. He I could be. Like thinking about that but, kinda... but like, she's obviously the one who's getting away because there's all the smoke behind her or whatever, right? Like, yeah. She's making her get away. But <laughs> I'm kind of amused by the little servo. We're like, run free, little servo. <laughs> Go. Run free. It's like, hey, <laughs> hey. All right. How about Yeheni and his expertise? So, I definitely think Expertise is better. 
I, I still don't know what to think of Yanni, though. He's a weird one. So Yanni is uh, two and a black for a 2-2 two, two Etherborn Vampire with haste. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, put a plus one, plus one counter on him. And then you could sacrifice your own creature to give him indestructible. Yeah. So he's like a weird giant solifuge kind of thing, maybe, to play after a wrath. It's so weird, haste in black. Like, what? Like, what? Yeah. Where did this come from? He's really fast, dude. <laughs> like Sonic. <laughs> Real fast. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. I uh, His expertise is so absurd. Oh, yeah, his, absurd, I, uh, his expertise is dumb. That I'm, I'm not so sure about the actual card himself. Um, I feel like it's probably better than we think. The collective. Likely? Yeah. I truly haven't had a lot of reps of it. I'm going to see if I can force a deck with it tomorrow. and <laughs> see how it goes. I, it, but his expertise is just... Oh, the, the expertise is absurd. Like, there was somebody who had it in, like, a black-white control deck, and his opponent was on, like, on, uh, like, green-white tokens and creatures and stuff. And opponent had, green-white had, like, a bunch of creatures, and then cast Elspeth's Sons Champion, make three dudes. Mm-hmm. And I looked at his hand, he had Yeheni's expertise, and then he drew Hero's Downfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was like wrath your board, kill your Elspeth, and then yeah, eventually recover. You know, recovered and and got there from there. But even without that, this does a lot. Like, I think I asked him after the draft. I'm like, so I assume this is better than language. He's like, yeah, not close. And like, you know, magic player exaggerations aside, I'm pretty sure I agree that it's definitely better than language. Yeah, like, language serves its own purpose, and I don't think will be replaced. No. However, this card is just very good. It's only slightly less, you know, as effective. And then, oh, also, have a free three-drop. Yeah. And you can kind of take advantage of that as well. Like, if you have stuff like Kalidus and other, right. like, X4s. Like Wall of Omens. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had that in his deck. He had Wall of Omens... Always, I think comes back. All roads lead to Wall of Omens. They do. It's it's quite the quite the card, I guess by proxy Wall of Blossoms and then Resto Angel. Right. Those are other X fours. But like you can, it's not all downside. Like I would rather, if the Ahenny's expertise could do minus four minus four instead of minus three minus three. Like I would prefer that. But you know, whatever. Oh, Batter Skull. That's another one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All roads lead to Patterskull as well. Also true, right? Yeah. But it certainly does a lot. And, like, in the control decks as well, you can just, even if you're just, like, raffing and then just playing a mana rock, it's still fine. Because you're still just kind of pushing momentum forward. It's not just, like, taking your turn off completely. It's just like, okay, I need to wrath this turn so I don't die. Whereas with expertise, it's like, wrath so I don't die and then play something to push momentum forward. Whether it's a remo- like some kind of removal spell or some kind of thing that impacts the board, I definitely think. I'm trying to think if this is the best expertise. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Yeah, I have trouble arguing with that. It's absurd. Yeah, it's it's quite good. Yeah, I'm definitely a big fan All of right. this one. Red cards. Red cards. Oh, here I'm we go. I'm very amused that the dragon is called Free Jam. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Like. 
I was like, that just seems weird. I just like free jam. I mean, obviously it's a it's a, a proper noun because of the uh, the towers or whatever. Yeah. But I'm very amused. It just he just sounds like it just sounds like it should be like a DJ name or whatever. And I was thinking like how they have like game jams or like hackathon kind of things. Mm. So essentially, so, like a game, like those kinds of things are essentially like where essentially a, a team of like programmers essentially pull an all nighter to create a program. Okay. Like a game jam is one where you know, like they have a team of, I'd probably say like five or something, but you know, a team of whatever, and essentially they have to make a game overnight and then present it oh. and then do do something from like that. So that's what I thought when I saw free jam and like, oh, okay. I was like, are we making free games with this dragon? <laughs> the dragon it's an interesting way to write free, free game region. Yeah, like hey, I don't I don't know much programming, but I'm a dragon. Maybe I can help. <laughs> Yeah, I see free jam, and I just like think of I my I obviously go to music, you know, just like an open jam, like he's hosting his own like party, like hey, come on by, come by, we have roasted stuff. I mean, if you look if you look at him, look at the artwork, it looks like he could be sitting at a DJ table. You yeah, can look, like look where his like hands are. Yeah, that one he hand is definitely on a turntable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. It's like hey guys, I don't like the card that much. No, the I card's like uh, kind of terrible. What do you think of Ether Chaser? Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't need a chaser after that card. Yeah, I think it's. I, I mean, think it's okay. It, I think I, I think it's a solid limited card. I think it's better than just a limited card, but like it's it's a riff on cards like Marg War Marshal, and like it having first strike is fine. Like I, as somebody drafted it in like a mono red deck, I'm just like, is this better or worse than like a three two, and. I think he said probably a three two is probably better, but he had stuff like Hell Rider and other stuff that was nice for it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, we have lots of three twos for two now. Yeah. It's nice it's Granted, nice like despite stuff, but it's nice whatever. like low tier stuff. Like a, another like two whatever. But it's not bad. But yeah, shrug. It's a bunch of revolution. The first red card that gets my attention is the one that makes the legendary monkey. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I, when I saw that, I'm like, what? What? Why? I don't get it. I don't help. It's it's definitely weird. Instead of a parrot, she's got a monkey. Yeah. I didn't think of that, but that's true, yeah. The monkey token is awesome, too. Yeah. He's got goggles on. Yeah. Yeah, I like that they do have... It has the goggles. So the card we're talking about is Carrie Zev Skyship Raider. Yes. Which is a 1-3 for 1 in a red... It is First Strike Menace, Human Pirate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whenever she attacks, you create a 2-1 red, a legendary 2-1 red monkey creature token named Ragavan that's also tapped and attacking, and exile that token at the end of combat. So it's similar to uh, Geist of St. Traft. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much Geist. It's definitely a weird card, but I like it. But you get a 2-1 monkey. I don't know. I think this card's just cool. Yeah. Like, it's cool, and it's fine. Like, Menace is fine. First Strike's fine. You get an extra attacker, which is fine. Like, I don't know. I don't know how good or bad this card is, but I'm certainly playing it to find out. Yeah. I think the the guy who drafted uh, the the red deck with Aether Chaser had this as well. 
And from what I remember, his he said he was good. Like, it's kind of it's. I think most of the time, like the the monkey did, didn't get in there, but most of the time she did, which is I guess to be expected. Right. I mean, it's menace, and and if they happen to not have uh multiple you know, blockers, a blocker for the monkey, right? Or if they just have like an X two, like monkey does work. Yeah. And it's also nice with cards like Goblin Bombardment and, like, Perforos, which is cool. But I wish there were more, like, cheaper cards. <laughs> but she's also very good with, like, any sort of pants, also. Yeah, so. Menace is quite good with pants. Oh, and First Strike. Yeah. Yeah, like, I like that you can't just block with, a with like, a soldier and then a 2-2. Right. Because that won't really do anything. I mean, you can, but it won't kill her. Correct. Because she can at least do that, which is cool. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's generally... I think she's solid. I don't know if I'd say she's absurd or anything, but she's definitely good. All right, so tell me about your love for her expertise. So I asked him about that as well, because he had that also in the deck. I'm like, because I drafted... I was going to, like, draft some kind of, like, blue-red tempo deck, which I seem to love drafting. And I was like, where did that... Where did the monkey lady go? Where did that, where'd that expertise go? And he, it turns out he was drafting it that Francis was drafting Mono Red, and I was like, dang it. <laughs> but I asked him how it went, and I asked him how the expertise was, and I was pretty sure I liked it before, and I think a lot, the problem with a lot of threatened cards is a lot of the times you have to use them, essentially there's two modes for threatened cards a lot of the times. It's either you steal their dude and you alpha strike, or you steal their blocker, and you just deal a lot of damage to them. You know, you steal their titan or whatever, and then just get in there for like a thousand damage and kill them. What I like about expertise is that, and and what he said was kind of pretty similar, is that a lot of times it helps with both of those modes, and it also really helps on mode B, where, like, you just need to steal their guy, take him to four, where he can just put a blocker down, even if it's something just like a, a Rakdos Cackler or just like some 1-3 idiot or, you know, just some 2-1 idiot that needs to block. But it, it definitely attacks on a lot of damage. The, and it definitely lets you push that momentum forward as well, whereas, like, a Threaten, if you want to do it on mode B, you're using your entire turn to, like, put them down on life. But that also lets you just, like, use Burn, which is the way he said he did, or just, like, put a Blocker down. Like, it lets you do a lot of other things rather than just use your entire turn to do that. And also just helps with that first mode where it's like, I need to kill you, so threaten your guy, cast Incinerate, kill you. Like, it definitely does a lot with all those modes. And it, it it's like, the thing with a lot of these expertise is like, it's kind of, there's a lot of weird kind of plays you can do with these kinds of cards, which is something which, you know, even though I tried it out, I didn't really get as much experience with it pun intended, mm. <laughs> as I would have wanted, but, you know, I definitely liked this card. Like, I, I liked Harness by Force, but ended up just cutting it because I just didn't have room, but I'm pretty sure Expertise is going to stay around for a bit. So, the the thing that strikes me of that on the positive side is that it's the one ability that the converted mana cost actually matches up with the first line, like the first thing. Right? So, Threaten costs three mana. Yeah, yeah, you're not overpaying retail, and like, I don't think he ever stole a vehicle with it, but I mean it's nice too. But yeah, this is the first one. But where... you know, the stealing vehicle thing isn't a huge deal 
because it's not like it turns it into a creature. Like you'd still have to turn it into a creature. Yeah. So it, it's there. I think you know for Q purposes, it's there for a little bit of flavor. Obviously, I was about to say, um, yeah. And and I guess there are moments where you would want to steal the vehicle, but like for for our you know uh, for our purposes, it's that that part's not going to come into play very often. Yeah. But the fact that like it's the the initial card itself is not you know it's what it's a it's a colored mana over what an, an ordinary threaten would be right instead of or a mark of whatever yeah mark of mutiny or whatever those kind of versions right. yeah or it's two, two and a red two and a red yeah right the the harness by force was was one red red right because yeah. you get to like cast it multiple times mm-hmm. they had to make it more difficult so so that's the part i do like about this but i'm just not uh, 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 I, I don't know. I don't think I run <clears throat> the the only threatens I run are like the the big bad threatens. Yeah, like, like uh, the the uh, four four hasty guy or three three hasty. Yeah, I was about guy. to say three. Yeah, zealous conscripts. Yeah, zealous conscripts or like word of seizing. I definitely like this you better know, than word of seizing, but I know you like that card a lot more than I do. I do. Because you get to take people's planeswalkers and crap like that, yeah, and kill them with it, <laughs> like, uh, so you know, or people's dragons, you know, in in the, against counter magic, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. But I, I will be curious to see what people's responses on this card because I'm just a little lukewarm towards threatens in general. Yeah, I think that's the I other thing too. Is like other one. a lot of the times threatens in cube just like end up just getting crowded out a lot of the times because they're pretty narrow in what they can do. It's like those two modes that I described earlier, like, they can't really, like, there's there's definitely times when it just does stone nothing. Like, say, they have, like, no creatures to steal, or you can't, you can't alpha strike or something. Like, there's definitely times which, and I think that's a weakness of threatened kind of cards in general. You know, kind of a historical weakness is... They definitely have times. I w- I'm kind of surprised there isn't, like, a split card. Like, a threatened split card. Or just, like, a... Yeah, uh, whatever. It's, like, steal target creature or deal three damage or something. Like, that'd be interesting. Hmm. Like, a threaten or... Like, two in a red, threaten. Or, like, two in a red, choose one. Threaten or deal three damage target creature or player. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd play it. I probably maybe. There's no way you could price that at two though. That there's no way that could happen, unfortunately. No. Although there is a ra- uh, a threaten for two mana, whatever that uh, what's it called? It's like, it's a picture of that gremlin just like flying at wrangle. Oh yeah, wrangle that takes the the, the low cost ones. Yeah, it takes four or less. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, going got, in Popper Cube for sure, because that gets, like, almost everything. Right, yeah, we got something wrangled against us in uh, Two-Headed Giant the other day. Oh, that's awkward. So, yeah, it was like, wrangle your thing was like, oh. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah. All these other cards don't really seem to do much. There is that release of Gremlins, though, which is nifty. Yeah, so this is just like a, a, a scalable... Uh, What's the Manic the Vandal? Manic Vandal, yes. Yeah, or whatever, Octavia Orangutan kind of thing. Right, so it's a, a scalable one that 
is scalable, but then you lose the ability to like flicker it or, or blink it or whatever you want to say and and get extra abilities or yeah or buy it back. And honestly, so, I don't know. I mean, if, interesting. I think that definitely it feels like the pluses on that definitely outweigh the minuses. Like I don't know if I would replace Manic Vandal per se, but this is certainly better. I do like that Ravenous Intruder is attacking a Sol Ring. What? Look at, wow. look at the art for, for Ravenous Intruder. Wow, I never noticed it's, that. Uh, it's the Invention Sol Ring. That's cool. Oh, the Atog. Atog don't like it because he's an uncommon now. Right, right, right. Just hoping for a popper cube. It's like, I wish I could get another Atog. It's like, oh, never mind. Well, he's an uncommon now. Common. Ah, well. I guess in Limited, that would be pretty absurd, though. Like an Atog. I don't know. Was, it can be, was Atog certainly. common in Mirrodin? No, I believe it was uncommon. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That sounds right. Poor, poor Atog. What do you feel about, uh... Is there anything else in red? Mm, not really. Yeah, Lies cards are bad and awkward. Yeah. Yeah, Atog was um, uncommon in Mirrodin. Yeah, so I guess that's, that's kind of continuing that tradition. So, uh, real quick, uh, as we move on to the green cards, the color theory at use in Aetherwind Basker... What? Look at the Aetherwind Basker... It's huh. a 7-7 seven, seven for 7. So the turquoise and orange together are, like, on opposite sides of, like, uh, the color wheel spectrum thing. Oh, yeah. And those colors, like, put together are, like, like one's very hot and the other one's very cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend growing up who used to play uh, Warhammer and stuff like that together. And anyway, he, uh, he, was, he went to art school and he was learning about color theory. And he's like, yes, you should definitely paint your tanks this color with these color spots on them. So they were like orange tanks with these turquoise spots. You couldn't actually look at them for more than three or four seconds at a time, and your eyes would just slide off of them. Because it just was like, not painful, but just like, uh, uh, just like very uncomfortable to look at those two colors together. Wow. Like uh, like interspersed in one another. So this one, they're top and bottom, so that you could see how... You know, opposite they look, mm-hmm. the cold and the, and, the, and the warmth of it. But the uh, having them together, I'll have to dig out those uh, dig out those tanks and, and, and find a picture one day that they're they're kind of painful to look at. Yeah. Whoa, they're so I, I you know just a little tangent on, on art. It definitely looks cool. Masker. It's unfortunately too expensive um, for cube though. Oh yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> so like going through the green like. There's a lot of like, oh, that card's neat. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of like, oh, energy. that card's neat. There's a lot of energy yeah. and revolt cards, which are kind of, I don't know if I want to say parasitic, because they're not really, but they're. Like, oh, that card's neat. Yeah, like yeah. Greenville, Green Wheel Liberator. Like, you can't really play that on curve, like that and the one mana one. The one mana, one, two, death touch, that becomes a two, three. Right, because if you play it on curve, it just. Mm, there's, yeah, there's not. Unless you fetched right before playing it. That's like your only, that's your only thing, right? Yeah, I was about to say, that's the only way you can really do it, is if like, yeah, you play a fetch land or something, or, it it definitely works with the whole like, 
aggressive mindset and like you know using chump attackers and whatever but it feels like it's pretty hard for one and two like three drops are probably fine like the like the solemn recruit but for a one and two drop that's a lot harder to get stuff in the graveyard reliably outside of stuff like fetch lands and well there's not a whole lot of those in cube there's right five maybe seven well, t- there's ten fetch lands right Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> the 12. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was thinking about, for some reason, I was thinking about, like, stuck in, like, Frontier or whatever. Just like, oh, yeah, there's five. Oh, wait. Oh, nope, just, uh, just, just the 10. And then there's, like, Terramorphics and whatever, so there's... Right, as I'm saying, there's two of those, right? There's Evolving Wilds and Terramorphic. Yeah. And then, you know, some other various ones. Yeah. There's stuff like Steve, which you can sacrifice, but... Or Yavi Elder, but... Again, those aren't really on curve for these kinds of cards, unfortunately. But yeah, I like heroic intervention. Your dudes become indestructible and hexproof, like whatever. Like hidden herbalists, you get two green, whatever. Like you can't really do those on curve. There's this weird Malfist revolutionary. There's also a two one for two with kind of proliferate in blue that I think we skipped over. But it's like two and a blue for a two-one flyer, and whenever it hits somebody, you can essentially right, add right. a counter. You can proliferate, right? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you're not doubling up on counters; you're just adding another. From what I can, right? And it has to hit, and like I like it in limited or whatever because two-one flyers for two are just fine. But yeah, you, there's you know, this uh, sort of adding and... There's a one that's two, like it's like essentially Malfus Revolutionary, one double green for three-three trample. And when it enters the battlefield or dies, you get to pro, pro lift, for, pro, right. pro counter. We're gonna call it pro counter. Not really. <laughs> I can't come up with another term. So we're doing that. But it doesn't really do much, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just kind of hard yeah. to get, yeah. to get that work. What do you think of Rishkar and, and his expertise? So, not too thrilled about Rishkar. Like, okay, you get some counters, so like, Technically, he's a three-three because you can like counter himself. Yeah, and he turns into a mana elf, and then you put so like the, each creature you control gets to do this. To do this is not that exciting to me. Yeah, you turn people into mana elves. Okay. So my my guys that are now bigger, mm-hmm. which ostensibly I can be attacking with because now they are bigger, also tap to make mana. Yeah. Great. What do you think of the expertise? Like, so like expertise can has the potential to be a giant kick in the uh, in the pants. Yeah, like drawing that many cards and then being able to cast a five or less is a lot. I'm trying to think of the ceiling because somebody somebody had both of these in a mono green deck. He actually really liked Rishkar. and like expertise. Like I'm trying to think of the base. Like I think I asked him like. Most of the time he had on a three power, yeah, it was good. You draw three, right? Yeah, you draw three and then you put a five. I think he drew three and then put in a Thrag Tusk. I was like, oh. Right, so so the... Right, exactly. So if the median is two mana overcosted, right? Because Harmonize is draw three for four mana. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, if that's overcosted by two but has some variability to it. The, other, the only thing I, I, I don't like... Because green is obviously the color of creatures, right? Yeah. And 
while that's very good for this card because okay, well we should have you know creatures in play. Um, it also makes this card very susceptible to being dead. Yeah, which is kind of the unfortunate thing too is it's like they can just pick off your dudes. Like all the other ones, for the most part, I mean yes. Minus three, minus three to all creatures only matters if you're really far behind. But that's that card serves a very specific purpose mm-hmm. and there's a specific type of deck. One thing Where, which like, I guess is kind of an interesting like tension is like, say you have like a three, say you have three like a three three or something, and your opponent is on. Well, let's say you, your opponent casts it. They have the three three and they cast expertise, and you're on like blue black control, and you have like two mana open. And essentially, essentially, you just have mana open to either kill their dude or counter whatever they could play. Well, I guess you could just counter the expertise. Never mind. Right. <laughs> I was about to say you could kill it in response, and then, like, they would put the, you know, it would put tension on, like, you could counter the thing, but, like, actually you could just, just counter the expertise. And then... Correct. Never mind. Which is why I'm not I'm not a huge fan of this one. I think it's a little too conditional. Mm-hmm. And six mana is a lot. Six mana is certainly a lot. Yeah. I mean, granted, there's a lot of, you know, this card has a very high ceiling. And the fact that you're not using your entire turn, which is, you know, the, 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 the downfall of cards like this, right? It's like, man, I used my whole turn to draw a bunch of cards, and now I just die. Mm-hmm. Or now I can't do anything. So, like, you do get to still do something. And, you know, you're, you have the added benefit of, of having drawn those cards as well. But, I don't know. I, I think for me, it's just a little too expensive, and I'm fine passing on it. Yeah. I'm trying both. I, I'm pretty sure Rishgar's going to stay around for a while because, like, essentially you said it did a lot of things really well. Like, it allows you to, to go tall and wide really well. Like, let me see if I can bring up that text message, Shane, because I, I think I texted him, like, the day after. Because I was like, hey, I forgot to ask you how that card was. But it was On the bright side, there's another cat monkey. Oh, yes. This one actually looks better. The other one kind of looked like garbage. Yeah, this one actually looks like a cat monkey. The other one was like, eh... Here's a, uh, the person who played against him said it was absurd, and I think I texted him saying, like, so would it be fair to say it's absurd? He's like, absurd's probably a bit strong, but it's definitely good. And then, like, being able to, I said, makes it a lot harder for the opponent to take away big mana without any other support. Often went from two to four, two elves to four, makes big mana very resilient. Uh, turns a robust, a fragile strategy into a robust one. Because even if your top end never really shows up, you'll have the counters to lay some pressure or block well. And I, th- I said, like, kind of like an Anthem, worst case, it's like a, just a 3-3 elf. He's like, exactly. Uh, a mini Anthem that prefers your ramp instead of digressing. I'm not sure what, what the digressing part is. Like. But I guess it... No. Uh, keeps both paths open longer. I could still throw down a Titan or Curse. I had Curse of Predation in the deck. And still be right. A 3-3 elf that turns out to be a really nice thing, too, if you really want to play quote-unquote fair. So that, that's that's how his ex- experience was with it. I didn't really, you know, get to see it myself because I never played him. But uh. it definitely has a lot of things. I mean, they gave it to the Flores and Chapin podcast because, I guess, because Flores had a thing with Gnarled Mass or whatever. He sure did. I guess that that's the thing. <laughs> Is that... I guess that's tis the reason for the season. But yeah, I think that's yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I, don't know. Yeah, I mean, I certainly don't think Rishkar's bad. No, I'm just not very excited by it. Never excited. What are you excited about it, Johnny? Unyielding. Uh, he's pretty good. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I'm less excited about his color combination. Yeah. But uh, Johnny O'Neilding, and people, we can just assume people have seen this card at this point because it's been around for a while. I was about to say, it's, it's been around. But this card's pretty good. Yeah. It does a lot. It sure does. It is six I really like the second, the minus two, and the fact that you actually get to use it twice. Yeah. If you never plus. Yeah. Like, or if you plus once, then you get to use it three times. Like, it's it's real nice, this card. It can't draw it's lands, which is kind of awkward, but... Well, okay. You already have at least six of them, or at yeah. least six mana at that point. <laughs> I was about so, to say, I guess you don't really need a whole lot of lands after. Don't need a bunch more, but... Yeah. And most of the time, those decks are playing a lot of those permanents anyway. Those nine. Yeah, he's pretty good. His, uh, you know, his first ability, you know, gets to draw some cards. Second ability helps protect itself. It's basically Swords of Plowshares. I mean, jeez. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, it's... And, it, it's Swords of Plowshares, as far as I know. And, uh... Ultimate, who cares? And his ultimate is... You know, the, the nice thing about the ultimate is that I'm, you know, left alone in the wilderness, he'll, uh... He can ultimate and still live afterwards, because it's an odd number after even number starting and activations. Yeah. So I kind of like that, too. Yeah, that's cool. Do you know if you'll have room for him in your cube? I guess that's the... Mm, I don't know, right? So that's the thing, is this green-white dilemma. Yeah. Is I would have to pull something out in order to get him in there. Yeah. And that's... And that's, you know... Well, I'm certainly okay to do that, to try it. I, you know, I won't also be wary about jamming just every single Planeswalker as well, as much as I like them. Like, there's a... There's a I think there's certainly a. I don't know if we've we've gotten close yet, because they are certainly very flavorful and very good, and I like playing with them. Um, they add a lot to gameplay, mm-hmm. but it would take some doing to remove something, you know. And maybe it's just a rotational thing where you know you try to take out something like Morari's Wake that's kind of been around for a while, and like let's just try something new. You know, this is the way old magic used to work, and here's how new magic works now. And like. Let's try something else. Yeah. But I, I again, certainly no complaints that you sh- you if you can play this guy and it, that it's certainly real good. Yeah. Certainly does no a lot. Objection. What do you think of the no uh, objection? No objections, Your Honor. What do you think of Ajani's oath? Oath of Ajani. Uh, also a fine one. Yeah. Uh, I've heard people complain that it doesn't do fine. enough, or it just like it's like. It doesn't do enough for the cost. I'm like, it costs. It costs two mana. Yeah, what, is it supposed to cost one? Like, it costs two mana. It makes every all your guys bigger, and it makes your planeswalkers cheaper. Like, what? What are we trying to do? Yeah. Is it a two drop spell? No, you don't cast it on curve unless you're planning on casting a bunch of planeswalkers afterwards. Yeah, I was about to say it's not like it it's not something you necessarily but, have to play on cur- on on turn two, and that doesn't make it bad just because you're not playing it on turn two. Correct. I mean, I like it a lot, yeah, but again, same. it's in green-white. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to take out to fit this in. Yeah, that's going to be the the ultimate question. I don't so know the, that, that's uh, above everything else. That's the part that, that bugs me about both of these. Yeah, is that it's just a, in a very, very competitive yep. color combination, unfortunately. Yep. That's what it seems like with a lot of these other cards, too, is like, you know, dark intimations, like, you know, whatever... And there's like 
Maverick, Thopterus. You know, a lot of these multicolored cards are fine, but they're just they can't really compete very well with the other stuff, unfortunately. And you know, green white's one of those colors too that I think you could literally take the first what you consider the top six green white cards and remove them, play the second six green white cards, and still be happy. Yeah, yeah. Like the color is that deep. It's quite deep. Yeah, there's even that uh, Renegade Rally or whatever. The three mana three two revolt whenever, you know, if it enters the battlefield of something left, you can put a CMC two or less in a play. Like that's still very yeah. good. Quite fine, and that would make sense for like if you lose something, play them and bring them back, right? Mm-hmm. Combat attack, lose something, play them, rebuy. Yeah. Or like this three mana three two when it comes into play draw a card and get two energy, like, okay, sure, three mana, three two that draws you a card, but it's, it's in green-blue. <laughs> green-blue isn't super stacked, but still, like, I, I don't think it really competes super well. There is, however, right. Tezzeret, which I think is fine. Experiences I had with it from when I tri- when I had people try it was that it was okay. But what do you think? I guess I should read it. Two, a blue and a black, five loyalty, Planeswalker, Tezzeret, Create a colorless artifact token named Ethereum Cell with tap, sacrifice as artifact, add one mana of any color to your mana pool, which I'm pretty sure is just Lotus Petal. Correct. Minus two, target creature gets plus X minus X until the end of turn, where X is the number of artifacts you control. Minus seven, you get an emblem with, at the beginning of combat on your turn, target artifact you control becomes a 5-5. Right. And it's not even... Like, until I turn, it's just, here's yeah. another 5-5. Five, five. Here's a 5, yeah, March of the Machines. Right. In a way. I definitely think, think, this, think this is worse than Ancient Bolas. Would you agree? Say again? Would you say this is worse than Agent Bolas? Yeah, I think I still like Agent Bolas better. Yeah. I think I almost like the uh, the, the, the pre-release, like the, the intro pack Tesseract better than I like this Tesseract. Oh. I don't even know what that one... It's not on the card image gallery, but I remember... I remember its existence, but I don't remember what the card does, unfortunately. Like, this has it's nice because it only costs four. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I do I do like that about it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we have a very similar, similar Tezzeret already. Like, it does a lot of similar things to what Tezzeret already does. Yeah. So... Tezzeret Master of Metal is oh, a yes. six drop. Yeah. Master of Metal, too, is a great name. <laughs> um, and it's five loyalty plus one revealed cards from the top of your library until you reveal an artifact card, put it into your hand, and the rest on the bottom in a random order. Yeah. So it's not like if you hit one, it's until you hit one. Yeah. Which is Minus cool. three, target opponent loses life equal to the number of artifacts you control. Which is very similar to both of these are similar to Ode to Agent of Bolas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then negate gain control of all artifacts and creatures target opponent controls. What's it? What's the loyalty? Starts with five. Any plus ones? Plus one, minus three, minus eight. Okay. That's interesting. But it's just like another similar version as uh, Agent of Bolas. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much just like... Uh, like, all these abilities are all very similar to each other. Yeah. It feels like they... Well, they spoiled the, those first anyway, but it, 
I have a feeling if they if that wasn't their standard policy, I wonder if they would have spoiled that first. Just like, hey, here's uh, here's this one. I'm not sure if I like it better though, but yeah, like, I think I still like Agent of Bolas better than the other any of them. Yeah, but that doesn't preclude me from running other ones. And Blue Black's not super deep. Yeah. Yeah, there's so, nothing really... And, and I, I, in general, I prefer four-mana planeswalkers over six-mana planeswalkers. Yeah, because you can mana rock them out. Right. Rock them out. <laughs> master of Metal. Rock out the Master of Metal. Oh, there we go. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I Again, can certainly be okay running any of these, I think. Yeah. I think they're all fine. Yeah, and it's one of those things where you can just like customize your cube based on what you really right. want to do. Because it feels like you wouldn't play... I guess both Tezzeret the Schemer and Agent of Bolas are ones you need a certain critical mass of artifacts to play. Mm-hmm. I don't know if necessarily I feel that way about the Master of Metal one. Like, you can have a few good artifacts and be fine just tutoring them up with Master Melt. Like, okay, here, I have Shackles and, like, a batter skull or something and like okay right. I'm gonna tutor I'm gonna get these out like okay here right. we go now, if I only have a couple you know you're hitting one of the awesome cards that you want yeah it's kind of like with like oath decks or something where they only have a couple targets but they're really good targets so I guess it's in that similar kind of vein yeah I don't know I think he's fine they're all very Tezzeretti yeah because you know like the mono blue Tezzeret says go tutor up an artifact yeah you know like so, you know, there, there's lots of very, there, like I said, they're all very flavorful Tezzeret-type abilities. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like they really... They're not really doing anything new. Yeah. I was going to say, they weren't, like, breaching much new ground with these or anything. They weren't like, Except oh, they're Tez- missing Lotus Petals. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Lotus Petals is kind of new. He creates artifacts. Right, and that's right, and that plays towards some of his other abilities, right? Yeah. He's like... You actually get to go and uh, nag their guy for more because you made a spell. Also helps with uh, innovate or whatever that mechanic is. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of those cards really do anything for cube, but it's for other formats mainly. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with any of these, but I'm not super, not super interested. Yeah, I was about to say nothing. Nothing really. I was gonna say heats my gravy. All right. <laughs> I think heats your gravy. Wow. Heats, uh, yeah. Get some hot gravy going. Yeah. I've never heard that term. Like, I, I just made it up. That's probably why. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's brown gravy. Ah. Uh, mm. Gravy. Gravy. Mm. Much, much grave. Oh, oh grave, grave wow. titan. This <laughs> is right on the grape titan. It's like, that really heats my gravy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about, dude? Mm-hmm. We think of uh, artifacts for this set because okay, the artifacts. So, yeah, well, there's a few. Yeah. All right. So we think uh, of this weird harv- ether harvester thing. Ether all right. Spear. So ether spear harvester is first of all, it's absurd and limited. Oh yeah. Oh geez. Watch multiple people die to it. Shocking. <laughs> glad, like, glad that's rare at least. So watch someone with. The artifact that says whenever a creature enters play, you gain an energy. Oh. Uh, oh, dear. One that says, you know, the, the geode miner. So basically he was just attacking every turn and blinking it. 
It's like basically net three energy, and then that energy constantly powered the harvester to have as a lifelinker every turn. Wow. In the air. Wow. It's only crew one. Yeah, the crew one's kind of cool. So that's cool. Yeah. I don't know how... I, I'm having I'm having a hard time evaluating this for for cube for cube yeah because three five is large yeah Ooh. and it can get lifelink it's pretty hard to kill flyer and it gets lifelink and so like it's probably good yeah you only get plus one power which is kind of awkward and like thopter well I guess thopter does that too but it loots and gets banned in standard <laughs> that's the thing it does right. it gets banned in standard. I really hope sort of. vehicles are evergreen, by the way. Yeah, or energy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not just like a Wingdings mana, which just like goes in for a set or block and then just goes away like that. Right. I'm really hoping that's not the case. But yeah, I think I like this. I don't know if I really have room for it, though, but I mean, it's... But it's neat. Yeah. If I toughness, like, good luck, good luck killing that in combat, like... Right, yeah, like, it's difficult, it's flying. Yeah. Like, just being able to get some life back and energy back, or, I mean, shoot, you can activate it on defense and block with your 3-5 lifelink. Yeah. Well, actually, crew one, never mind, so it doesn't get plus one, it gets plus two, which is cool. So, I don't know. I mean, I like it, I think. Yeah. I don't know if I'll play it, but I like it a lot. Yeah, I agree. That that sounds right. A lot of these other cards are just kind of mediocre. There's a... A giant, mediocre dreadnought. Yeah, whatever. Shrug. 7-Eleven for one. What do you think of Daredevil Dragster? Uh, well, speaking of that, I haven't seen this card. I'm reading it right now. Oh, there you go. So another three. I didn't comment if it attacked or blocked this turn. Put a velocity counter on it. Then if it has two or more velocity counters on it, sacrifice it and draw two cards. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> this is weird. I mean, it's Skull Clamp. It blows up. It's Skull Clamp, it's back. <laughs> Dude, Skull Clamp's totally back. Yeah. <sighs> that art is a mess. I guess that's the point, though. Right, exactly. It, it does really fast things for a really short period of time. Yeah. Yeah, ultimately just yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm okay on a pass. Yeah. However, Heart of Kieran. Yeah. That's a that's a very solid card. This card's a thing. I'm sure everybody's seen it, but it's a, a four mana, two, sorry, two mana, four four vehicle with flying and vigilance, but with a crew three. But you can also remove a loyalty counter to crew it. Yeah. So I heard you like free things. Like, hmm, take out my planeswalker. Oh, and this thing. Yeah. And attack. Oh, you want to attack me? Okay, I'll remove a counter. Yeah. And I'll block it. I remember somebody had this in like a black-red deck with a few planeswalkers, like I think Duretti and one of the three mana Lilianas. And like after he had that in Heart of Kieran, I just straight up could not attack. Because like definitely the crew three is probably the mode B on this. Because, like, that's a pretty good amount of crew. 
And you do get a bonus, which is nice, but for the most part, it depends. It defends Planeswalkers extremely well. Mm-hmm. And it can attack, too, which is cool. Right. Like, you can attack Vigilance. Like, I've heard some things about, like, why does it have Vigilance? It's like, so you can attack and defend your Planeswalker. Right. And one because thing I think is... it's a Planeswalker-themed card, because it says, right, Planeswalker right on the damn card. Yep. I, I do like, also, as well, like, it, uh... Sometimes when you're, like, upping a Planeswalker, like an Elspeth or something, like Elspeth Sun... Um, not Sun Champ, I'd probably say, like, Elspeth Knight Errant, for example. Like, when you plus it, there's a possible goal of ultimating it, but realistically it's not really going to happen. Like, it gives a little bit of pressure to the opponents, like, you got to deal with this, or she's going to ultimate, and then that's going to be bad. But most of the part, it just doesn't happen. It's It's there, but it's not really a thing. And it, in the case of Elspeth, when you're plussing your loyalty, it's essentially to protect her from damage. And that's about it. It's not really doing right. a whole lot else. It's essentially so she can stay alive. And this gives another use for that loyalty. It's just like where... And also, too, you're, if they're attacking into it, a 4-4 is probably killing their creatures, too. Yeah, that's why I couldn't attack, because 4-4 is just bigger like than everything I have. Right, just like the threat of it is enough to protect it. Yeah, because I was just like, well... I can trade my creature for a loyalty, but that's terrible. So Right, unless I have multiple creatures. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't really get through the heart of Kieran. So I was like, okay, I'm going to die. And I died. I think it's definitely not for every cube deck. And I, that deck only had... I'm going to double check, but it had, like, I think... Duretti, Black Red, Duretti, Liliana, and then the Flip Liliana. So it wasn't, like, Super Friends or something. It wasn't, like, some super cra- crazy, like, Planeswalker deck or something. Like, it just had three. Or I guess, Fipuliana's like two and a half. Yeah. Duretti, Liliana Last Hope, and Liliana Heretical Healer. And that's it. Like, well, I guess Obnixilis Reignited. So, three. Three and a half. That's that's not really a lot, I guess. (laughs) It's not like OMG Super Friends or whatever. It's, you know, just a solid red-black duck with... Several planeswalkers, and I think that I think it, Hardy Kieran definitely requires a certain amount of planeswalkers to play in a deck, because like this deck, for example, had a good amount of creatures that could crew it, like Dark Dwellers, Worm Coil, PN Kieran, Flame Tongue, Kalidus, a good amount of creatures, but for the most part, like it's not going to really crew it, but it's a nice mode B. But I think this is very good, and it's not like if you're running a lot of Planeswalkers, play this, but it's something you probably just need to consider during gameplay. It's just like, okay. Like, if you're not playing Planeswalkers at all for, you know, reasons, then I probably wouldn't put this in your cube, but aside from that, I'd probably play it. But I have been very happy with it. It's it's very good. That's it. That's my soapbox on it. (laughs) What do you think of Hope of Girapur, the uh, Xanad Swarm? Eh, yeah. Not for Cube. Yeah. Not, not not us. Not Cube. Yeah, a bunch of implements, which are for limited. Uh, yep. What do you think Statuary, of... Statuary, non-artifact spells, have improvise. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's... Oh, I guess these are... Probably the next interesting one to me. I guess but... these are, yeah, for improvise. That's cool. What do you think of Life Crafter's Bestiary... Or bestiary? Uh, uh, no thanks. Yeah. 
Yes, it's all right. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. There's Merchant's but... Deckhand, which is overcosting. Unfortunately. I mean, I like Meta- I like Metallic Mimic a little bit. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't know if I like it for cube. No. I mean, it's certainly good for tribal cubes. I remember certainly good if you have like some tribe, some strong uh, tribal aggressive decks. Like if you actively have like uh, vampire, zombie, human, whatever tribal that you push, or fairy tribal or tribal cube, then this card is I think a shoe in. Oh yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I think I did the numbers on when Paliano Vanguard came out and was like, okay, here's here's some numbers. And, like, it was pretty underwhelming. I think you probably just need a lot of things that, like... And this is also only two mana. Yeah. And it's still, uh, you know, it's still a 2-1. Yeah. And it still, you know, activates a lot of the tribal abilities and, and stuff like that. Like, imagine in a zombie deck with Gravecrawler. Like, like this gets to stay in play, and your Gravecrawlers come back bigger mm-hmm. every time. Yeah, and you it know, becomes that... Type two. Oh, right, that's what I'm saying. So it becomes that type, so you actually get to, to trigger it, you know, to be able to recast it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you if if you want another tribal support card, I think this card is just fine. Yeah. Well, this is the first time I've actually seen the Ornithopter. It looks weird. The white the whatever the white wings on it. Yeah, the weird. white wings look like they forgot to color it in the artwork. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's for foiling. Hey guys, look at this foil. Woo! Pacification array was awesome, by the way. It's oh, an yeah. icy manipulator. Yeah. As it turns out, icy manipulator is still good and limited. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Even when it costs two mana, that's still fine. Right. But it still only costs one to play, like just fine. I f- I wonder if they printed like relic barrier at first and were like, no, that card's stupid. We can't do that. It was an OG oh, limit, OG Mirrodin. Mirrodin, that's right. I forget how it was in that format. I assume very good. Decent. Yep. Sometimes it was used as a sideboard card against the affinity decks. Yeah. Right. They just tap all their stuff down, or just use a two mana icy manipulator. Right, right. We think of uh, Paradox Engine really isn't for cube. It's for cube. If you're an artifact mana storm deck kind of cube, yeah, then you're okay. Then it's a shoe in. Or if you want to create combos, but I'm not running it. Yeah, shrug. Peace Walker Colossus seems like way too much work. It's very cool. I like that you can activate other vehicles with it. Yeah, but it, I don't think we quite have that amount of vehicles. This is clearly for the limited format where you have lots of vehicles. Yeah. Oh man, that would be that'd be sweet. Planar Bridge, uh, kind of similar. Planar just... Bridge is real expensive. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Well, this is kind of. Un- I actually like Untethered Express. So yeah, Untethered Express is another very very good card in limited. Yeah. Like, uh, basically. It's a five-five trample for five for four. Yeah. First time in attack. Nice, uh, nice Juzam Jin. Yeah. For one. For one. It is. It is Juzam Jin with trample. Right, and that's only the first time you attack with it. The second time it's a six-six. Yep. Yep. And it's a freaking dinosaur trade. Yeah. Uh, it's. <laughs> I was like, is this? It's a uh, seed rhino. 
But it doesn't have the fifth toughness. Oh, it does. When it attacks. After you attack with it works? Yeah, you attack with it. It's a, it's a four, it's a five five, not a four five. Uh, I, I, I like this card. I think it's I, as far as vehicles go, I, I, this is something that I would consider trying. Yeah, I'm trying it out in my cube. I really haven't had many reps with it, but like, honestly, I think even for aggressive fours in cube where just kind of like the curve ends, I think it's still fine for what those decks are trying to do. Like, it might be at the very top end for, like, equipment or something. You know, just, like, for that equipment role of being essentially pants. And it doesn't have haste. So it doesn't require a whole lot of setup. Right. But And this one's nice, too, because, you know, even after all the sweepers and everything, all it takes is one little tiny dork to have an increasing, you know, raging ravine type threat. Yeah. It's like, hey guys, I'm a soldier. What's up? Yeah, the fact that it's a crew one is real nice. Yeah. Because then I mean, really any any hobo can can uh, you know get on that train. I wonder if there's gonna be a crew zero. This bindle. Crew zero would be weird. Yeah, because then that's like no crew. It's just a. Uh... <laughs> well, I guess they would have to explicitly word it, and I don't even know if that would work. Like crew zero, like it can be only powered. Tap any number of creatures you control with power, total power zero or more. Like, that would just be kind of awkward. Right. Like, I guess technically it works. I guess. I'm not a rules lawyer. So, I don't know if that actually is the thing. But I don't think we'll ever see it. Yeah. I think it's just a little too much baggage. But, yeah, I like this card, though. It's giving me an extended run in, in cube to see how it goes. But it's a sweet yeah, one. I dig it. Yeah, it's a sweet one. Uh, walking Ballista. Oh, yeah, I forgot. The the new Triskelion. Triskelion 2.0. Correct. What do you think of this one? Which is uh, XX. Gets X counters. Remove a counter. Deals one damage to something. But it also gets the ability of pay for, put a counter on it. If you're running Triskelion, I feel like you're running this guy. Yeah. Like, either in place of or in addition to. I think it's like, just... while you lose the ability to tinker, blink, whatever, like, the ability to cast it as it's small, the fact that it's scalable, that it's a two-mana removal spell for one if you really need to kill something, you know, you can cast it for four and get two. The fact that you can keep growing it, I, I like this card a lot. Yeah, it does a whole lot for the aggress or whatever, the... uh the mana control decks or whatever. I do like like Hangerback Walker. You can just cast it for two. And it's yeah. harder to grow than Hangerback. But that's still fine. Like, you just... You cast it. And you can do it multiple times a turn, unlike Hangerback, but for eight mana, like, good luck doing that. But it just does a whole lot. Like, it... You can, you know, EOT use the mana, like, as a mana sink, like... Sometimes your Talarian Academy just taps for five and doesn't do anything afterwards. It's like, okay, I tap my, tap this thing, and it didn't, you cast some big dude, and then after that it just doesn't do anything. This gives it some use. Well, and this also provides that late game, like, grindy matchup and, and out to that. Yeah. Because you're just like, okay, four mana, take one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, 
start shooting your guys now or start making this bigger. Yeah, I like this card a lot. Yeah, I am definitely quite excited about and it. I, I think, and I, I think I will be replacing Triskelion. That's fair. Um, just to give, to try, and just just so I can get a side by side comparison a little more effectively. And then I will decide whether or not they go side by side or one in place of the other. Yeah. But I think I like if for testing purposes of having one or the other in play to play with, so that way I can see exactly how it measures up. Yeah, I haven't played Triskelion in a while, but if I was, I would definitely like do that, something like that. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna try. I'm trying it out. Really haven't. The guy who was in the mono green deck had it, but it was in a sideboard. And I asked him like, uh, "Would you put that in your main deck?" He's like. I think he said he was considering it, but just didn't do it. But, like, yeah, I, I really like that card. I never really did the whole blink thing with Triskelion when I ran it either, or when I've played in other cubes. You know, like, go infinite with Goblin Welder, or just get a bunch of dudes. It was essentially just like, here's this 4-4, deal with it. I could see it coming back, but it's just kind of... Yeah. But yeah, this card, is Walking Bliss is absurd. Also, just, like, being able to just, like... Cast it for ten in the late game when you got a bunch of mana. It's like okay, right? It's like here's a five five. Let's deal with this. Deal with this fool. Oh, you're at five. All right, see ya. <laughs> now you're done. We think of the land. We think of spire of industry with the the thing that totally looks like like some mech, like some dude. It's at the very end. Um, let me pull it up here. Sorry, I just flipped that out. Which one again? They said the, oh, the oh the glimmer void yeah the new glimmer void yeah um I think it's good I like that you don't have to sacrifice it um paying a life is a little off yeah it's it's something you don't but, really want to do in the control decks like the mana rock control decks unfortunately right because like but thankfully you can just tap it for other mana so you don't have to do that like city of brass sure. or something. But I do like. I mean, for ex- I'm okay with it seeing play. I'm okay with leaving it on the bench. Yeah, I think I'm okay with either. I certainly like it more than Glimmer Void in, uh, in Cube. Cube. Oh yeah, Glimmer Void is oh oh boy. But because uh, at least this this card also too lets you cast your uh, Eldrazi if you ever have them, and you uh-huh. know, the Eldrazi decks and the Artifact decks do play well together. Yeah. So, so I guess I do like it. Yeah. And, like, Grand Coliseum also requires you to pay one also, right? Which one? <clears throat> is, it, is it Grand Coliseum that you have to pay a life? Yeah, yeah, Grand Coliseum. It comes to play tapped. But it also taps for a colorless? Yeah. So it's very similar to this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, yeah. Grand Coliseum is pretty similar, yeah. I like this card. Yeah. Yeah, I'm giving it a, a, giving it a, a trial run. To see how it goes. I think somebody had, like, a five-color, kind of, like, essentially the deck you would expect it to be in, like, the the five-color control rampy artifact deck. And he left before I could ask. I was like, hey, what happened? Yeah, I think he O2'd. And I was like, man, let's see how this card goes. I don't know. But I definitely think it's nice for that. I do like that, say you're a blue control deck... And, like, you have, like, a blue signet, like, some blue mana rock or something. Like, that mana rock plus that land lets you cast, like, two 
cast things that cost double blue, like a Jace oh. or something. Like it, it makes your mana really good, assuming you have a mana rock or something, which is fine. So I don't know. I like I'm gonna try it out. I wouldn't be surprised if it leaves, but I'm pretty optimistic about it. Which I don't know if that bodes well, but I'm gonna try it. Let's <laughs> see how it goes. Sure. And that's uh, that's Ether Revolt. That's that's the scent. What do you think of the set? I mean, I think it's interesting. I think there's a, a fair number of cards. Yeah. I think it's I think uh, it's a good follow up to Kaladesh. Yeah. As far as how many cards to include, um, we got some more vehicles. We got a new cycle of cards that's got some hits. Um, you know, uh, you know, a little bit, at least one or two cards in each color, which I think is nice. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we don't get that. Usually one card is just like a complete hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the other ones, you know, are decent. So, so that's spread out a little bit. I think we get a, you know, a couple of, of, of playables in each color, um, or a couple of possible playables in each color. So, uh, I mean, I, I can't ask for much more out of a cube, uh, uh, set, I would think. There aren't a lot of aggressive creatures, unfortunately. Like, there was like Toolcraft Exemplar Nerd Ape. In Kaladesh, and there weren't any in this set. Like I was kind of surprised. There... Aether Geode. Yeah, the three one for two is a is effectively a uh, effectively one. I think Greenbelt Rampager, the elephant we didn't talk about. If you have other ways, if I don't think there are quite enough ways to generate energy at this point. Yeah. Uh, but if energy becomes more prevalent and it's something that's that's more readily seen, three four for one is is pretty good. Or even if you have like one energy left over from something, basically you're getting a you're getting it for two mana, yeah. two mana three four. So uh, the way it stands now, it's a, it's a three mana three four. <laughs> I do like also uh, like if you part, have but... the three energy, you can't choose to put it back. You have to pat cast it. Right, it has to stay in play. Right, which I think is cool. <laughs> I think Tayback uh, tweeted about like you don't have a choice. You have to do it, and that's what I kind of figured from the wording. But it was nice to see that. I was like, "Oh, right, you uh, you have to do it." Excuse me. Oh, that's all good. But yeah, like I, I was expecting there to be like a one mana dude for like red or white or black, but there wasn't. I'm like, nah, whatever, that's fine. But yeah, the rest of the set's sweet. I'm uh, I'm excited. A lot of good stuff here. The expert. I'm I'm wondering how the expertises are going to be in constructed formats. Not the whole, like, Beck Call garbage that people are speculating on in modern. I have no idea how it's going to work, but, you know, the rest of this seems fine. Yeah, good set. I'm a fan. So, uh, yeah, plugs, plugs, etc. things? Oh, just, uh, for now, just Twitter, at Anthony42. Yeah. I still haven't updated the show notes from the last time, because there's... I did a timeline, but I just haven't gotten around to doing that, but... I'd rather do that first. Like, I figure I'm just going to do the timeline for, or, you know, just get the episode out now and then just update it with timelines later. Cause I mean, I'd rather just get the episode out faster than rather than have to do the timeline and the show notes and all that stuff. Just figure more people are interested in just hearing the episode than, than waiting for a timeline or whatever. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm going to be doing an article for Gathering Magic for this set, and maybe other articles, but who knows? Probably not. <laughs> Depends on how I feel. A.K.A. probably not. But who knows? It's 2017. 
It's a, it's a whole new world. It's a whole new, a whole new world. Yes. There's a, I saw a really funny uh, post about, there was like a little meme about that, and it's like, I can show you the world, there's a whole new world, and then it's like Jasmine's like, this doesn't seem that great, and Aladdin's like, yeah, it's really not. Hmm. No. Like in reference to the current political climate and all the, everything that's going on. Ah, yeah. That's fair. That makes sense. A whole new, new set. I wonder, and apparently they're going to be doing like new Eternal Ma- Oh! Oh, there was a, a quote unquote new card from Eternal Masters we forgot to talk about because it got errata. Winter Orb. Winter Orb oh. got a errata so that it functions while it, it gets shut off when tapped, like the old days. Oh, right. I forgot about that. I don't know. I've kind of always played it that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I've never actually changed the way that I play. Well. Play it, but yeah. You were ahead of your time. <laughs> yeah, Winter Orb's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's still awesome. I don't think I've... It doesn't matter how it works, I, to be honest. I think I've done it once, where I've tapped the opponent's, like, Winter Orb with, like, a Deceiver Exarch or something. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, I need to untap my mana. Yeah, it also really works well when you do it to your own stuff, too. Yeah. You're like, I'll tap this so I can untap. Yeah, it's better to tap your own Winter Orb than your opponent's, because, like, if you tap their Winter Orb, they get untapped, too. But I had a bunch of counter spells, so I'm like, if they're gonna cast anything that matters, I'll just I'll just counter it, and I did. So that was cool. Yeah, I I totally I remember that after we did the episode, it's like, wait, Winter Orb. <laughs> right. Apparently they're pushing out for more Eternal sets, I guess, in the future. Who knows? Hopefully some downgrades for for rare for non-rare cubes, maybe. We can hope. But yeah, that's uh that's it. That's all I can think of. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think it works out pretty well. Uh, please let us know if you guys have experience with any of these cards that we didn't mention. Uh, an interesting thing I did during Two-Headed Giant to add is uh, I had the, the, the three-mana guy that makes a copy of an artifact for seven. Oh, the... Hogwarts uh... Assembler. Oh, right, yeah. And, uh, you know, in EDA, the two-headed giant games, you know, unless you have double aggro decks, they, you know, fairly go fairly long. Mm-hmm. And at various times, I copied uh, an opponent's vehicle after they activated it. So oh. my one, our one set of opponents made a 7-Eleven boat and attacked. And I'm like, I'll make a 7-Eleven boat and block. What? Like, wow. That didn't work out that well. Because it, it, it becomes a, it's a creature. It is a token that is a copy of target artifact. And since his artifact was a creature, huh. it made a copy. Wow. Oh, I also, most of what I did, though, however, was make a copy of my teammates' uh, treasure keepers. Huh. And then block with them. Wow. Or attack with them and have them be like, uh, do we really want to block this and give him a free card? Oh, yeah, is that the Death Cascade thing? The, the... Yes. Do you want do you, how? That's kind of Shrug for Cube, I assume? Oh, yeah, no, it is, certainly. It's a format of 3-3 three, three that when it dies, you basically Cascade for three. Yeah. And uh, and get the cast of And just multiple times, it's like, mm, here, like they're attacking me, like, make a copy of the 3-3, three, three, block, kill your guy, uh, also get a free spell. Oh, look. 
It's a two-two bird. Where they're like, maybe we shouldn't do that again. Right. Then after that, was like, "Mm, maybe we should really only attack with guys that don't die to treasure keeper. (laughs) It's like touch. But then even then, it's just like, "Eh, all right, make this thing, block it. Or they, you know, they couldn't attack with an artifact creature or have a a large artifact creature. Could just make copy of that and eat their guy. Yeah. It's like don't touch the. the six six for four equipment or our uh, vehicle, and it's like, uh... like don't touch the hot stove. You touch it once, right? Exactly. You learn real quick after that. It's like, oh, right. I think in one turn on the turn we killed them, I cop at the end of turn, like after the trigger or whatever, because the trigger, the exile trigger, is at the beginning of the end step, the next end step. Hmm. So it's like after that. Trigger window passed. Make a copy of the tapper, the icing manipulator. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Untap. Make a copy of the tapper. Tap both your things. Detap something and attack with everything. Remember the NES game? Remember the Atari game Tapper? Oh, of course. They had to call root it beer root tapper. beer tapper because they couldn't call it beer tapper. Beer tapper. Oh, tapper was a great game. That game was sweet. I always liked the ones where you have to like. They do the juggling, like they do the the snakes in a can or whatever. I don't and remember that. And shuffle and kind of watch them. Yeah, it was in between boards. Whenever you'd beat a couple of boards, he would get the the beer can, and they would shuffle them all on the screen really fast. And you had to pick the correct one that had the actual drink in it. Oh, and not the snakes in it. Snakes. Yeah, like the you know, like when you open a can, it goes. Oh right, you know, like yeah. Peanut brittle or whatever. Yeah, every every time you would change stages. Because, you know, you'd start out in the Old West bar, or then you'd go to, like, the Outer Space bar mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you would get the shuffle game. It was like the, uh, you know, like the hidden uh, ball game with, like, the shells. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, that's what they would do. Wow. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, it was between between uh, stages or whatever. So, yeah, it was fun. Nice. That was a great game. That was sweet. <laughs> the arcade version actually had a tap that you had to use. What? <laughs> yeah, so you had a you had a joystick to bounce between the lanes, <clears throat> but the tap but to do the uh, to pour the drinks, it actually had a tap. So you'd have to pull it down and push it back up. Huh? And that would send the drink. Wow, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, don't die on me. Uh, just had to have some of my own tapper. Oh, there you go. It's act. Yep, it's tapped. Oh, tap app uh, for mana. Uh, right. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I think that about covers it. Yeah, it's a cool. It's so a nice think, set. It is. It is a very nice set. Let's see if I can I get this episode out soon, so we can keep the train going. Yeah, the untethered express of the third power. Oh, it doesn't mean we got a plus one plus one counter. I hope so. Yes. Dinosaur train. All right. All right. Well, it only leaves us one thing left to do. This is true. Rock over London. Rock on Chicago. Ether Revolt. It's time to take the power back. Oh, the third power back. Oh, Rage <laughs> Against the Machine. Yeah, I didn't even know. We were talking about that before. I was like, what? I, yeah. I did not know. You got to take the power back. That is so wild. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Gotta take the power back. That is so wild. Wow. Bom, bom. <laughs> bom, 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 bom. Wow. Yeah. All right, great song.
All right. See you guys all next time. All right. Well, peace out, everybody. Peace. Yeah. Thank you.